So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name's Hunter, and like always, I'm joined with my good friend and co-host, Matt. How you Hello. doing, Matt? Oh, I'm sorry. I already, uh, we're already going to have a hard enough time talking over each other, so I guess I just set the bar there with that one. <laughs> well, you know, I'm viewing this as a battle royale. This is, uh, <laughs> this right. is as the kids would say, a, a Fortnite uh, battle royale, because we have a full cavalcade, uh, a full cast of characters joining us this evening. If you've listened to the last episode, you know that we put off doing our hype and general impressions of the the final announcements because we knew we were going to get a whole bunch of people together to get our general feelings and just kind of share the excitement of HHN 31. So we've got a huge episode planned out for you, so we won't uh, delay this any longer. Let's go ahead and introduce you to our HHN 31 roundtable. And I think I'll just go ahead and do this by show in order, working my way down. So first up, I want to go ahead and thank Tim and Ash from RIP Tour for joining us this evening. How you doing, boys? Hello. How's it going? Dude, could not be more excited to be here tonight. Like, seriously, yes. this is great. Th- thank you for the invite. We're, we're, we're excited to be here and, and talk about it. Yeah, we appreciate you, you guys having us. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, you guys, your hype lists were interesting because I felt like you were the most locked group as far as, you know, I, I had, even though Gary and Luke are not here, I asked them to submit in their impressions, but you guys were you, not entirely, you know, there were some differences, but you all, you all travel as a pack. And I like that about you all. That's, that's so funny you should say that because we submitted our lists anonymously. We didn't look at each of our lists either before we <laughs> submitted them. So it's funny you should say that. <laughs> I mean, there's only one. There's, I mean, I won't keep it a surprise. Gary threw the whole thing for a loop by putting Blumhouse as his most excited house uh, this Stop year. Stop it. <laughs> it. You know, I, I'm kind of joking, but I think he did have it in the number three spot. So um, he is the one. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. We can never get Gary on it just because he is on such a different time schedule and i get it but man i want i want to grill him so hard about it <sighs> all right so next up let me go ahead and introduce um our good friends from hhn 365 returning guests jess and duff how's it going y'all what's up it's good to be here hey i'm excited to just come here and ruin hunter's hopes and dreams so you know <laughs> it should be a good night uh, i'm glad i'm not alone yeah. yeah, I'm on the same team this time, Duff, honestly. Right? Look, oh, I nice could have called this team, uh, I mean, I, I could have called this, this like, roundup people that Hunter has lived with for an extended period of time, but instead <laughs> I'm giving you your official titles of HHN 365, and uh, 
yeah, it's it's an honor to have you all here. And just like uh, with Tim and Ash and their co-hosts joining in, we also do have a list from Mike that we factored in as well. You guys were not as cohesive as a group. You all were pretty <laughs> spread out here. Yeah, we don't really like each other much or agree. Yeah. So, you know. I would expect it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, next up, we have a special guest coming in from the Fear and Beer podcast. Uh, unfortunately, his co-host Seamus couldn't quite make it, but that's okay because we do have Nick. What's going on, Nick? What's up, my What's up, my Scream Squad? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get that one out first. Um, doing good. <laughs> Can't wait. Seamus is stuck in an airport somewhere, so I'm going to have wow. much more fun Ooh. than he is. No, you're completely right. Like, I, I, I'm not even mad he couldn't make it. I just feel pity knowing that. <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So big L for him, big W for me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I can't, you know, your list you already averaged for me. You you shot the gun and just kind of compiled it. It was super nice. So I have both of y'all's lists as well. But I already had it averaged out. And I just, uh, I appreciate the effort. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, filling in because Seamus couldn't make it. I was like, Hey, let's go ahead. Let's get, uh, the new kid on the block to kind of jump in here. I'm a big fan of his podcast. And if you haven't checked it out, please go listen to hung up on horror. I have Jonathan from that podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Jonathan, you are the number one defender of a certain house. And I am just, I, I need you to start preparing your like opening statement uh, because I think you're going to get some interesting discussion this evening. <laughs> oh, no, I am. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for making time for us this evening. It was literally, I think I messaged you at like 1230 last night and like Nick Fury, I just sat down and I'm like, look, kid, you want to do this? And you were like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Like I listened to you guys before, you know, I even started podcasting. Like you guys were one of my inspirations, uh, for sure. So I'm 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 incredibly grateful that you guys invited me. Ah, it's awesome to have you, and we feel completely the same way. And finally, rounding up this lineup, we actually have a break from the podcast side of things, but very good friends of ours and a YouTube channel you should be following over with Cathoid Coaster. We have Dakota and Lauren. How's it going, y'all? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's Halloween all year. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm a fan of everybody. So really thrilled. Thank you. This was, and I, I think you all, uh, I said this before we started recording, but I was talking about everybody's list before. You all have very different takes. It's it's uh, it's not even close, it looks like, <laughs> for, for you two. And I think th that's the most interesting part. Yeah, we have very different taste. <laughs> Which is hilarious because we have a lot of similar tastes. We've been friends for like 21 years. So, oh my God, it, that's a it's long interesting time. how it works out like that sometimes. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, this is definitely within your wheelhouse. You guys are talking about HHN, I mean, year round at this point. And it's, it's always a pleasure. And look, um, you're good friends of the show and people should definitely go check you out. But hey, without further ado, let's go ahead and explain what this episode is entirely. You know, it's a hype episode, but let's break that down. Play the music, Matt. All right. 
so what we're going to do is, or what we have done rather, we've gone ahead and collected everybody's hype list from one to 10 on houses, from one to five on scare zones. So your most anticipated house gets 10 points. On down the list, your least anticipated house gets one point. Reverse that for scare zones, except for, or, or not reverse it, but flip that over to scare zones, and that's just one through five. So we have have a huge tally, and it's just, it's been super awesome to see everybody's hype list. The reason we're doing this instead of individuals is, first of all, that take way too long with this many people. But secondly, I just think it's way more interesting to see where we are as a community, as a group of friends, feeling about the upcoming lineup, because this is really fun to see what we get right as far as our anticipation, what we get wrong if one of these houses comes out and completely blows us away. And I just can't wait to break it down. So we'll do scare zones first. We'll do houses. And then at the very end, if you're part of our Shady Brook Asylum Facebook group, we actually asked you to submit your hype list. And I've gone ahead and calculated those. And we'll talk about that. What is the the fan um, hype list at the very, very end. But before we get into that, I guess I just kind of want to ask you guys, how do you feel about HHN 31 so far? We're always excited for HHN 31, or excuse me, HHN in general, but we've gotten so many details. Construction is going up constantly. So much stuff keeps going up every single day. And uh, it's just like, we, we are so close. We are so, so close. But there has been a little bit of drama. We were left in the dark for a while about this year. So is your hype still as high as it would have been? I guess I'll go ahead and pose this question to Jess. Oh, uh, Hunter, I feel like I can speak for you as well when I say that traditional Halloween is my shit. Um, And that's something we shared a lot when we were roommates. (laughs) We went shopping for all the decor and everything. So hearing like the rumors and speculation of all of this stuff, and it was all traditional Halloween based, and then finally getting that announcement, I don't care how long we had to wait. I would have waited till September 2nd at whatever time the gates open or whatever time Stan Scream opened. I'm just happy we got this announcement. And for 31, it's perfect (laughs) for me. Completely, completely share that. I mean, that Halloween aesthetic is, is uh, I just, I I think for me, like even the most, I am not a person that really gets excited for scare zones before the event. I'm like, Oh, that sounds cool. Can't wait to see it. Unless you're something like a killer clowns or whatever, but Mm -hmm. seeing the way that they're tackling this very cohesive feel for the entire event. Like that's a huge, huge thing for me. And actually Ash, you've been going for a really long time. The the traditional Halloween thing, how's that working for you? Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback really off what Jess just said, the traditional Halloween, and that's something all of us on our uh, podcast as well, really, really enjoy. Uh, it's kind of like having that, you know, traditional central park scares on, but all over the park, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, just, Again, just echoing what you guys have said, just traditional Halloween, especially being the 31st event is just, yeah, perfect for me. So Duff, I guess I want to ask you real quick. So with the, with just kind of the delay in announcements this year, I know a lot of people are saying, this is how it used to be. Like, stop being so concerned about things. But after having, you know, almost five years of consistent announcements, do you think that, I, I, obviously we're really excited for the event regardless, but did that impact your HHN excitement factor uh, as in like the lead up to the event, like come July, were you still like, man, what the hell is going on? I mean, to be honest, no, not at all. I, I mean, it's nice to get the official confirmation and hear like, you know, the official little blurb 
maybe see a video depending, you know, what announcement it is. But I mean, at the end of the day, we've kind of known what everything is for months and the actual announcement's not going to change that or change my hype level for that matter. Um, and I think even now, I don't want to say it makes me more excited, but the way we kind of fully figured everything out this close to the event, it's like everything's crammed together and there's no time for the excitement to start to fade away. Um, now it's just so close after the announcements that the hype has never left whatsoever. Nick, I'm going to pose this question over to you. So we are coming off of two years of, in a way, having the same HHN. We we did have HHN Lite, which us as locals were very, very fortunate to experience. And that was awesome. And that was great. But it did lead to us kind of having seen a quarter of the lineup, uh, 30% of the lineup leading up to 30. Is it just... Obviously, it's nice to be back into a year where we didn't know as much, but did that impact, like, were you just extra excited going into the new year knowing that you were going to get an all-new HHN? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just fun almost having it, like, reset back to normal. Um, And obviously, stuff did, like, linger on a little bit in terms of announcement-wise, but for me, like, excitement-wise, didn't affect it. Stress-wise, coming up with random ideas of stuff to talk about (laughs) while we are usually talking about something official um, added to it. But it's just nice that we know we're getting clean, uh, clean slate. It's going to be kind of full, full steam ahead. We're back to normal HHN. We don't have to have these random debates about, you know, are the vinyls going to be there or how are scare zones going to be portrayed? Are they going to be stand up photo ops? And, you know, it's just, we're back to, to normal again, which is just a beautiful thing. And the theming is just, perfect so i just this year is just like i I already have it in my head that it's going to be my favorite of and i don't know if they're going to top it again you know i got a text from a good friend the other day he's like i do have a very serious concern about hhn 31 and i was like oh god as someone who is very close to the parks and everything i'm like oh god what does he know he's like i just don't think it'll ever be this good again as far as like that aesthetic thing so i totally get that Now, Dakota, as I would probably say, you are the biggest HHN insider in this call for sure. I mean, we talk about all sorts of stuff year round. This felt like a true HHN year again from houses being kind of soft announced or or leaked out to then being canceled at the last minute. Did that element kind of just revitalize your HHN excitement throughout the year, just never really knowing what the final lineup was going to look like? Um, okay, interesting. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't, I feel like it was just kind of fun to watch, like, the text messages come in, like, oh, God, did you hear such and such dropped out? And then, like, watching the chaos scramble, and then it would, like, see it seep out very fast. Like, it's it's wild how fast, like, it feels like rumors, like, break the surface. <laughs> uh Especially yeah, with like, sure. you know, um, Evil Dead to prison parentheses original. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's been kind of, it's, I, I suppose it's weird in that last year, not only did we go in knowing everything, but it's like we had that like two years to almost kind of get s- like less hyped about things, if that makes sense. Like to feel like I've had sure, my sure. And, like a full two years to process everything. So like going into this season, I don't know. It, it I felt like it got here really fast. Yeah, I can totally see that. It did feel like this year, I feel like, you know, as an HHN fan, we kind of, it's very easy for us to fall into the trap of, 
yeah, just got to get through February. We're one month closer <laughs> to HHN season. Yep, got to got to get through June. Can't wait. And we just spend our entire year waiting for those two months. And it, it's very, very easy to fall into that trap. But look, I am a... Uh, I'm a hypocritical creature because I do the exact same thing and I wouldn't change it for the world. No, of course. Now, Lauren, so when it comes to HHN 31 and every single thing we know about it, I guess this is going to be a good transition as we start to talk about the scare zones and everything like that. How are you feeling about the event? You know, literally, I guess by the time this episode goes out a week before, do you think I know it seems like every year we're like, look, this has got potential to be one of the all timers. Where are you sitting on it as a longtime fan of the event? Like a lot of people have already said, I am super hyped for this year. Um, I also feel like it's going to be one of the best years that I've experienced. And I've been going since, um, since 22. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the traditional Halloween vibes, um, as Jess had also mentioned. Um, and it just, it feels just way more exciting since we didn't have that event in 2020 and a lot of locals did see two to three houses before last year's event. So I, this just feels different. I've never been this excited for an event before and I'm just super, super excited. I love that. And Jonathan, as a you know newcomer to the event as a whole, I know you've been coming for a few years now, but just to kind of round up or this like final little discussionary bit before we get into it, is this the most excited you've been for an event before it's actually open? Or has there been a previous year that you attended where you were more excited than this one? Where are you sitting on this fence? Ooh, this is hard. Uh, so for people who don't know, I started in 28. So I experienced uh, every year since uh, since 28. And honestly, I think so. I think this is probably the most excited I've been for a couple of reasons. Probably the biggest one being that like the zones are so interconnected and we have a new icon, sort of depending on what you want to call them, a new force that is connecting the entire event if that's the proper way to say it, um, being pumpkin Lord, that just really, really excites me and makes me just really interested to see how this year is going to look when it's fully, you know, fully ready and fully executed. I'm just, I'm really excited for everything this year has to offer. Awesome. Well, now that we've got those initial thoughts out of the way, let's go ahead and dive in to the actual hype list. And of course, we're going to start with We're going to make you wait for the main entree. We've got to do the appetizers just like they are in the event. We've got to talk about these scare zones. So first up, drum roll, our number five scare zone is actually not a number five. Our fourth and fifth are actually tied and we have two scare zones vying for that uh, that fourth and fifth spot. The bottom spot doesn't mean it's bad. It's just we're kind of figuring out where it's going to be. And scare zones are so tough because, look, I've put really great scare zones at the bottom of my hype list originally. You really don't know until you get a chance to walk through them. We're literally only looking at the decor in the park right now trying to figure that out. But they are They are the biggest wild card of every event. Honestly, for sure, because no, we, and because we get the biggest look at them before the event starts with all the scenic and whatnot, but not the atmosphere, not the lighting, not the characters. So that scenic can lead you down one road that is completely different by the time that rope drops on opening night. 
Completely. And I mean, I feel like a lot of people, we've been utilizing the HHN 365 and TikTok to keep track of that. Thanks, Jess and friends. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, it's so different seeing something underneath daylight, especially because that is the X factor. I mean, it's not even adding scare factors uh, or excuse me, scare actors. Um, It's kind of like half that and then half of seeing it underneath the, the proper conditions, like you said, Matt. But uh, yes, so four and five are actually Conjure the Dark and Horrors of Halloween. Now, Horrors of Halloween, I kind of understand. That is the entrance scare zone. That is the one that we walk into. And I think a lot of people are feeling that's the bottom of the list right now, just because, hey, you know, it's the entrance scare zone. It's never anything super elaborate. It's never anything too crazy. But it could still be good. I feel like Anarcade had a, a lot of soft uh, opinions on it. Dakota, Lauren, Ash, Duff, Jess, all in the bottom spot. And is that just because of what I talked about previously as far as it just being that entrance scare zone? Location, location, location. Yeah. Yeah, same. Am- it's definitely the location for me. I'm just very concerned with the pumpkins on metal trusses. And I realize that could, it could be gorgeous at night. So I don't, it's just like looking at it right now, knowing nothing and just seeing that I'm like, well, I, I guess that's the bottom. Yeah. Now, Nick, this isn't your bottom house, but it looks like you've got something to say about it or bottom scare zone rather. Yeah. I had to speak on behalf of Seamus because when we sent you our average list, it it's, it, it landed in the middle, but I know for him, this is near the top, and he's just a pumpkin lord stan. So I, I felt like I just had to speak out on his behalf and say that, I mean, he is excited about this house. Or, I'm sorry, the scare zone. Um, and, and I don't think he takes location too much into consideration. I think it's just the, the, the potential of seeing the, the second half of Wicked Growth's story, because, you know, the whole the whole point of it was birthing the pumpkin lord and i think the excitement from him is seeing where does he go from sitting in his little pumpkin is he going to be walking about is he going to be in the pumpkin still talking is he going to have a live mic um you know it is congestion central uh between there and you know san francisco are are neck and neck in that factor but i I think that aspect of it and I, i see why that part's appealing to him but um i had this a little bit lower on my personal one as well um but I last is pretty it's pretty down there, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I totally understand why. And Dakota, I completely understand what you're saying. I just think the the metal trusses aren't really the most appealing thing to look at right now. It'll be interesting to see maybe how they update that a little bit. If that is kind of what they're sticking with, it will look good to walk underneath that because it'll kind of blend into the night, but it won't entirely, and it still will be noticeable. Um, I would like to call out my good friends, HHN 365, for being corporate shills, for selling Pumpkin Lord merchandise, uh, but but completely demolishing his scare zone this year. I mean, we didn't demolish it. Um, he's yeah. just the last out of a good-looking scare zone year. I mean, there's no way. Look, the internet doesn't take it that way, y'all. 
Look, oh, you've got a. Well, oh my god, that's, that's too bad. They have to accept it. <laughs> hey, we we love our our gourd lord. We didn't do the pumpkin right. lord hunter. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> for legal reasons, we cannot confirm that that's a pumpkin lord. No, but I I think this zone's going to be good. But my my favorites are never the selfie zones, and this is sure. Or it that zone or that uh, location lends itself to a selfie zone. So not that they're bad, just not my favorite. Matt, where are you sitting on Horrors of Halloween? This is interesting because I had it at the top of my list, but the one thing I did not do in making my list, and it occurs to me now would would have been a huge game changer in my list, is I didn't even think to check where these were. I just went by what the description was. And I've always loved the Halloween-themed scare zone, whatever it is, even when Trick or Treat, the IP took over that role for one year. But everyone that said about, I think Dakota said location, 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 that that is a huge factor and would have played a big role in my list. But my list is my list, so those numbers that you're adding up are what they are. But uh, as far as the subject matter, that's what really drew me to it. But um, yeah, kind of wish I'd checked that out now because I probably would have given you something completely different. Tim, let's try this again. We're going to hop over to, uh, like I said, it's a tie, but um, also vying for that bottom spot is Conjure the Dark. You and I are both on the same page here, and um, I can tell you why it's bottom for me. I just think in a a lineup that has stuff I'm really interested in, this is the one I'm least interested in, and that's basically all it boils down to. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat, too, because I feel like I, I know this has to do with All Hallows' Eve, but I feel like all the other ones kind of have a Are more cohesive also, feel think, yeah. to it together. Um, and also, this is location for me. I don't like the San Francisco, right? Isn't that where it's going? Yes. I don't like that area because it really jams up in there. So just like you guys butchering the poor pumpkin lord, um, <laughs> which you should not be in the last spot. Um, I'm the same for San Francisco. It's just very tight over there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ash, this one was pretty low for you too. It was only beat out, um, by another scare zone, uh, which was the one we just discussed previously conjure the dark. Why, why do you think that one's towards the bottom for you right now? Yeah. I think the two you just mentioned there, um, that are the consensus bottom two in our group, people have got great taste. So that's great. Um, but yeah, again, it's it's kind of like guilt by association. I'm not a big fan of these areas, San Francisco or Production Central, uh, Plaza of the Stars, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's very, very congested. I feel, I don't know. We had the coven um, back at Halloween Horror Nights 20. If this is, you know, maybe a prequel, because I, I think this was the, uh, the original All Hallows Eve and then the original coven scare zone was, you know, them kind of meeting. So maybe if it's like, it's like a prequel towards that and continues that legacy, if you will, that I can maybe get on board with that. But yeah, out of a strong year for scare zones, um, unfortunately those two had to be the bottom, but by, by no means am I not excited for those, just a bit of location and just them stacked up against the rest of the, uh, rest of the floor is just what led those two to the bottom really. Totally understand that. In fact, there was only one person on this list that actually had it uh, pretty high up, and that was in his number two spot, and that was Mike from HHN 365. I wish he was here so I could 
pick up on it a little bit from him. But most people had this in the two to three area. And it looks like it's just kind of a, hey, you know, it's it's probably going to be pretty cool. But a combination of all the factors we've talked about before has kind of led towards it being uh, where it is. Yeah, I think Are it there landed. Any- to- oh, sorry, I didn't raise my hand, Hunter. Oh, it's okay. Look, <laughs> okay. I'll just I'll remember it for later. What were you saying, Matt? I think it landed at three for me for the not knowing exactly what it is factor. So it's like, well, I don't, I can't really interpret what they're saying uh, in my head. Great. So it's not the worst. It's not the best. So I'll put it in the middle and just figure it out when the, when I actually see what it is. For sure. Let's go ahead and hop right on over to the next zone on our list. So in the number three spot, we have a scare zone called Graveyard Deadly Unrest. I believe this is the Hollywood scare zone. And Jonathan, right at the very top for you, bud. Oh, yes. This zone looks amazing. Just walking through the park right now and seeing all of the incredibly detailed sets that they put out. Like even seeing you know, like details like just flowers put on the graves and like coins and stuff like it is so incredibly detailed and the sets are really really big when you're walking past them and mm-hmm. what excites me the most about this zone well there's two things one is how like they mentioned that fog was going to be a very important part of this zone in the in the description that the whole you know whole thing is that the fog rolls in and everyone starts coming back from the dead or something like that which can make for really cool aesthetics um, but also that there are barely any stages at all which is something that really excites me for Hollywood, seeing the focus, you know, hopefully being put more on people roaming the streets and, you know, really just making it feel like an immersive graveyard environment compared to in order to get the most out of these zones, you have to stay to the side and look at the stages. So because of this, like, this new, uh, honestly, this is the first time I've seen, I've seen Hollywood sort of be like this since I've started going i'm yeah i'm pretty sure like uh because i started with chucky and that was all stages vanity ball was all stages uh so and eddie was all stages so i am really excited to see them take the zone and do it a more you know traditional scare actors are like in the middle of the street uh type route that's an incredible observation that I actually hadn't even considered because, yeah, you're totally right. It has become very uh, stage-focused in recent years. And if this is bringing back some of that more old-school HHN feel as far as people roaming around the scare zones in that particular area and the pumping in of the fog, I think that's going to be excellent. And Jess, I, I feel like this one, this has become your zone, and I feel like you know it, but whether you know it or not, just because of this was like the first one we really started to get a peek at and you were like there day one, taking a look at it. Has it become your baby in a way? Oh, absolutely. Like if you've been listening to three, six, five or like watch our TikTok for the past like month, I think I've been just watching this zone come to life. And like, if you know me personally, this, I feel like this won't be a weird sentence for this group of people, but my mom thinks it's weird. Graveyards have always been beautiful to me, like from a very young age. So watching this kind of go up and like people have pointed out it's very New Orleans like construction inspired and things like that. And I grew up, you know, obviously in the South in Florida. So like, I'm just very excited to see this full like cast with the fog, like Jonathan said, I, this is my baby. Um, I'm kind of not mad, but uh, HHN actually gave someone the Twitter name uh, graveyard deadly on Jess, but I can't take that from them. So 
Uh, <laughs> we'll share this baby, me and this other Jess on Twitter. But yeah, this is this was my number one because I've always been obsessed with graveyards and pretty much everything Jonathan said. And the, obviously the TikToks I've been making for a month. <laughs> I kind of want to pose this over to Lauren and Dakota both, but as uh, fans of the event that have been going for a while, how, how do you feel about Jonathan's observation of maybe getting back into, you know, Hollywood has always been kind of the, the stage zone, not even just in recent years, but they've whipped them out um, quite a few times over there in particular. Has this change up really excited you for this zone? I see it's kind of, you guys are one point difference, but it's it's still pretty, pretty solid in your zone rankings, it looks like. I know that I'm really excited for this zone. Um, it's kind of giving me gothic vibes with the statues that they've recently added. Um, and I, I definitely agree. There has been a lot of stages there for the past couple of years. So I am excited to see it kind of switch up. Cause even before, um, like vanity ball, you had like Chucky, um, which had a bunch of stages as well. So I, I, I would really like that change to, to be there in Hollywood. I just appreciate that. We genuinely have like, um, like large stationary set pieces in Hollywood again. It's, I feel like it's been like 12 years. So uh, that's what I would say I'm excited about. But also like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's giving, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, 2012 when like all of the roaming hordes were passing through those like big, sure, like, yeah, like cemeteries. I don't know. That's what it feels like. And then uh, if that Grim Reaper from the ad is like from this zone, then that's definitely like, I don't know, it just kind of feels like that, which not a great year to remind everybody of, but that was a cool element of it, at least. It was cool to see our good friend Bone pop back up, uh, you know, at least in that sort of uh, capacity. Matt, uh, now this zone, this was an interesting one for you. Is that what you're here to talk about? <laughs> no, I just raised my hand and make sure you're still here after Lauren said the name Chucky. Look, I just uh, I, I don't want the little fucker on every piece of merch every year. Um, and that can be applied to two little fuckers this year as we're slowly coming to realize. But maybe that's a discussion for a different time. All right. So in the second place, this was this was interesting because I feel like this one could have swapped over with the first place. And I, maybe I should have been doing this all along, but um with only a difference of about four points, did it come in second place? And that is Sweet Revenge. This is the New York Scare Zone. And speaking personally, this is the first time I've been excited for a New York Scare Zone for some time. They haven't always hit for me, but I just feel like it is going to bring back something special. And I'm excited to see it. Nick, this was like not your tip top, but it was pretty high up. Sweet Revenge. Are you liking what you're seeing? I am. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm happy that it's kind of crept up a little bit. Um, I think my list is similar to where we're going for average wise. Um, this could flip flop one and two for me. I think just coming from like a small town up north, this like fits me so well in that like farm style center of town festival. Um, and I just I, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see. Um, I hope that we get some some merch with their um with that logo and stuff all over that's something that i'll pick up but this is this seems like it's just fun and i'm hoping that it does derail sort of that i don't want to say trend but the last couple years over in that zone haven't been my favorite so it's just it's nice to see something promising 
Duff, this is the tip top of your list. And I think uh, you probably share some similar feelings to what Nick was just saying. Yeah, I mean, and even going back to what you said about how New York just hasn't fully hit in more recent years, I feel like it's something I hold on a higher pedestal. Some of my all-time favorite zones have been in that location, and just recently we haven't had that. Um, but when you look at the concept of sweet revenge, I mean, the simple part of simply having kids being turned into like murderous animals through candy, I, I love. Um, but the total aesthetic, um, we talk about how the whole event is is traditional Halloween, and that's kind of like our favorite part. And I think that's most of us in here. Um, and this one I think hits it the best. It's, it's a Halloween small town festival. Um, they're creating this separate company characters for it. Uh, it sounds like it has a pretty well fleshed out story. It's going to look great. I, I, there's nothing to hate yet. It looks great on paper. Um, so I am really holding out hope. This will be the first New York zone in a while that I'm like, this is great. This is my number one. I want it to finish number one for me. I really do. Awesome. Ash, as a really long time attendee of the event, um, I know you've got opinions on the New York zone because we've talked about it previously. Let's 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 be a negative Nancy for just a minute. If this New York zone, if sweet revenge is not good, can we officially write off New York forever? Is it a cursed zone at this point? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think, I mean, my favorite zone ever is from New York. I mean, Streets of Blood is one of yeah. my favorite scare zones of all time. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the purge was probably my last favorite, um, zone there. So yeah. I, 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 j- I just don't see how this is not going to be good. I think New York has got a lot of real estate that needs filling. And from what we've seen, there's a lot of props, a lot of sets. And I just love that quintessential Halloween, you know, small town festival. I just can't see how this one's not going to be good. Um, if it does fall flat, which I don't expect it to, let's not write off New York just yet. But um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward uh, to this one. I had this number two uh, where we, we have it right now. So yeah, I think what's not to love about this. I think everyone's on the same page with this one. Now talking about being on the same page, our number one scare zone, in case you haven't figured it out, is Scarecrow, Curse Soil, and Tim... Every single one of you had this in your number one spot, which is completely Scarecrow is the RIP tour brand. I know we love it, but it it number five for every single one of you, including the two that aren't here. Uh, yes, we love Scarecrow. Um, the only thing I'm worried about, because I've heard some things that this may not be fully ready for opening weekend. That is the only thing I am worried about right now, but I cannot wait to see this in full effect. Uh, I am hearing Barnes maybe uh, in that in that scare zone. I don't know if anybody else has heard that. Oh yeah, um, but I hope we're going to see you know a lot of the characters from the house out into the streets now, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like I say this almost every year. I feel like one hits scare zones or houses always hits better than the other. I've only been going since 26, and I don't think both have hit together, mm-hmm. and I think this year has a chance to do that. No, completely. I'm, I'm carrying a lot of the same optimism. Lauren, I don't know your feelings on the Scarecrow House from 27, but this is at the top of your list as well. Yes, I absolutely loved the Scarecrow House, um, and I had heard that there was going to be a barn, and so that absolutely has influenced where I've put this on my list. Um, uh, you, I was 
muted so you couldn't hear the gasp that I made when Tim said that it might not be ready um certain <laughs> aspects of it <laughs> by opening weekend but um I I'm I'm really excited that was such a great house and I can't wait to see what they do with this zone because um Central Park has always kind of been like my favorite zone um consistently so same yeah completely the same uh, I, I entirely share that opinion Matt you have gone on the record as being like, let's get rid of Central Park. It would well, even make I mean, an appearance on our, our hot takes yeah. episode. And I've I've also said I hate that idea. I mean, I'm saying it for a logistical reason. I, I think it's had some of my favorite scare zones too. It's actually the before the whole lagoon show opened, my favorite path to walk at Halloween Hard Nights was the path that went around it. Like if you're heading towards yeah. animal actors, you go to the left, you'd get like just some amazing pictures and amazing sights that you couldn't get anywhere else. And you're usually alone, which was a nice little break too. I do hate the idea of losing that zone, but if we're not going to lose it, putting something like Scarecrow in it is, I have no problem with that. I think this is going to be amazing. Especially with that rumored barn element. Uh, Duff, is it you all that are currently doing a hashtag barn watch? I mean, it's not a hashtag, and we've only done one, but yes, I very jokingly did a barn watch. Yeah. I mean, heck, I was I was Camp Jurassic Kong watch back in the day, so I am all for bringing back more more uh, watches, especially I'll take barn any watch. I know theme, my favorite watch is Theme Park Bar doing Dufftoberfest watch. Like, come on. That's what we all want. Dakota, assuming that the barn concept is something that's coming to fruition, are we expecting something kind of like The Walking Dead during 23, sort of? Uh, that's, I mean, I, that's what I've heard, is is that's the vibe, and that's why I have it really high. I also just feel like, after Gorewood last year, I feel like Central Park finally became, like, a viable scary scare zone again. Sure. Uh, I feel like the scares are really strong with the knuckle grunts and the little tree things. So I could see this going very well. If uh, I mean, I've, there's, I feel like this is the least decked out zone right now. So we don't know what to expect set piece wise other than a barn. But yeah, I'm excited. I got to tell you, I do think that scare factor. We talked about the knuckle grunts, which we love very much. But if we are walking through that zone and you know when it's like, 1 30 in the morning and the park is cleared out a little bit and the fog is just absolutely pumping through there and you can't see your hand in front of your face seeing these scarecrows pop out is absolutely going to be a highlight of the event for me i have no doubt barn or not whatever it may be i just think it's really going to fire on all cylinders oh i'm in like the camp that like i know everyone hates central park because it's crowded but like Barring, you know, uh, pandemic situations, I think the claustrophobia adds to Central Park's charm in in terms of like a haunt, uh, you know, like logistics. No, for so sure. I've, I've always liked Central Park. I uh, I would hate to see it go. And I'm just sort of like a other than like pandemic situations. I'm like, yeah, sorry, you don't want to walk through crowded thing. Uh, I'm very sorry for you. <laughs> Well, there it is, folks. There is our top five, the Scare Zones ranked for all of us here. Uh, like I said, that is going to be Scarecrow, Cursed Soil in the number one spot. At number two, we have Sweet Revenge. Number three is Graveyard, Deadly Unrest. And then finally, in the Tide spot, Conjure the Dark and Horrors of Halloween. Now let's get into the meat, potatoes, and pumpkins. Let's talk about the houses of the event. At least for me, this is the... Uh, Obviously, this is the big part of the event. This is what I look forward to 
all year round. And this lineup of houses is immense. Um, I would dare say go on record that there are no, even just looking at it, there is a clear loser, but I am still really excited to see it. I think that we've got a really good lineup here and it just, it, we're, we're checking all of the boxes this year. So in the number 10 spot to the surprise of absolutely nobody, <laughs> we have the horrors of Blumhouse volume three featuring freaky and black phone. This one was, um, this was tough guys. This is the one I'll put it this way. I did not have to use a calculator to, uh, figure out <laughs> where it was on everybody's list. It, uh, consistently, it never broke except for, uh, except for, uh, Gary, who unfortunately is not here. It never broke out of the bottom three for anybody. Well, actually, Ash, you had it just right outside of that. So as the most optimistic member <laughs> for Harza of Blumhouse, why did this beat out some other houses on your list here? I just think the source material, I've only recently watched Freaky and I feel that could be a fun part of the maze. And there is some really, really good kills uh, in that yeah, movie um, for sure. and they could really translate well. Uh, and then you kind of get the more darker, more suspenseful uh, black phone. Um, like you said, it, it was pretty low on my list, but it, you know, there was some below it, but um, yeah, I'm just looking how or if they're going to treat the kind of, I guess the fun, more quirky movie, which is freaky and then incorporate that or, you know, lead itself into the, I guess the more nerve in the money black phone. But yeah, that's, I did love um, Blumhouse volume one. I thought that was a very, very underrated uh, house. Number two fell incredibly flat. So Maybe, um, I guess, recency bias with the volume two being a bit of a letdown. It might be why it's a little bit lower, but yeah, the source material I'm a little bit more high on than I was for number two, for sure. You know, this is actually, this is still towards the bottom. Like I said, it's in the bottom three, but it is the top of that list. So that would be my number eight position. I'm excited for a lot of the same reasons. My biggest concern, I think the freaky section is going to be excellent, but my number one concern is just figuring out how they're going to do black phone. Black phone has so many good individual elements. I just don't really know how you do that as a house just yet, considering most of the action takes place in one location. And that is going to be my biggest concern, but I really love the character of the grabber and I love how he looks. And I think there is potential for some really good scares on that side as well. But it's just in a lineup of strong houses, there's always got to be something at the bottom. And we say it every year. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad house, but it's definitely a wait and see. Anybody have any thoughts on Blumhouse they'd like to share? Like I said, it seems like a lot of people had this towards the bottom. But if you have any uh, opinions or something we haven't discussed, Duff, go on ahead. Yeah, so actually it didn't finish bottom for me. Obviously still pretty low. Um, I think for me the biggest concerns are, um, I mean, with the films, of course. I'm not even really taking into consideration uh, the past Blumhouses we've seen because completely different source material this time. You have Freaky, which I think kind of uh, didn't hit for me. Fun film, but it had great kills, so potential there. Black Phone I thought was a really phenomenal film, to be fair, but I don't know what you pull from that. Uh, to pull off like half a house, you know, outside sure. of maybe, you know, the grabber, like sitting shirtless, holding a belt. That'd be pretty terrifying. I might turn around. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, people are into it, dude. The source oh, material is kind of exciting, but also on both spectrums. I wonder where they go. 
Jess, you've been going for a couple of years now, but this is this is the rumored. I guess it's you know it's pretty much all but confirmed. Fast and Furious house location. How does that impact any of the excitement for this? Because we haven't had anything on that side of the park, or are you just looking at the house as it is? Are, are you interested to see it? We'll, we'll start there. Um. So I hadn't thought about that actually. The location of this, which is funny. Um, so I, this is not my my last place. I obviously you saw my list, but something yeah. else was ranked lower. Uh, so this was my ninth. Um, I what bl- was Blumhouse? In, there was a Blumhouse in twenty seventeen. Uh, is that right? Yes. <laughs> Whenever. Yeah, I, yeah. I've experienced a Blumhouse, um, but I that one that one had what's there was sinister in that one. And oh wait, I experienced both of them, didn't I? Wow, look at me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Sorry, that brain fog is really bad right now. Um, so I guess I've seen both. I'm excited because the source material, um, I still haven't watched The Black Phone. That's on my list this week to finish. Uh, but I watched Freaky and I really enjoyed that. Um, but I also really liked Happy Death Day, the movie. So didn't really love that house. So I'm excited to see it. I'm optimistic, which is why it's not my 10th. Um, and I guess the location kind of has something to play with it because I don't know how that's going to work. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the line, they're using the cues so there's some AC. Uh, and maybe they'll play some music that's not the Fast and Furious soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited to see. And also, I guess if we're going to go historical, you know, it's not there anymore, the building, but that area had some really iconic houses. So maybe we'll be optimistic that there's good bones or good good foundation or something. <laughs> I don't a know. Good foundation. There's a good foundation <laughs> under there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's go ahead and hop into our number nine house. And at number nine, we have a house that I think a lot of us are kind of in wait and see mode on. Um, It's just, it it came super late. We didn't have much time to think about it. And um, that is Hellblock Horror. Hellblock Horror is the new kid on the block, replacing the much uh, discussed, rumored Evil Dead Rise house. And uh, this one is just interesting. I've made my feelings on prison houses known recently, but that cabin in the woods ish X factor has me really interested to see what this is regardless. But yeah, this one was pretty much all in the exact same spot for us. Um, now, Nick with, when it comes to Hellblock horror, obviously, like I said, it's towards the bottom of everybody's list, but you had it just a tad bit higher. What are you hoping to see from this? We did. So, I'm very curious to see if we are, and this will probably play a big factor of if it goes up and down uh, my rankings, but I'd be very curious to see if because it was so last minute, if they just went through the the warehouses of old HHN and were like, hey, do we have this costume? Do we have this costume? And they pull these various monsters, creatures, aliens from the past. If we get like a Yeti in a cell block, or if we get like an alien from invasion in the cell block, um, and I know that that's like nowhere near what they have said. Um, but for me, building wise, if they did that, it would make sense to have all these completely random properties in one area where I think we, on one of our past episodes, we just compared it to scary, which was like a fun fan of the event style house. It was just kind of like a best of, but it didn't really make sense where you were going from one completely random spot to another completely random spot. In this sense, it would make sense why all those random things are in this one spot. 
So that that's what raises my excitement a little bit. Um, and on the flip side, I could be completely wrong and just be all random new various creatures. And for <laughs> me, that would drop it down. Dakota. So obviously, you know, it's been much discussed. This is not to the same extreme nature that Scream was, but this has kind of been our Scream of the year, if you will. Does as the the an old school HHN fan does the promise of seeing returning characters, does that do anything for you for this house or is it still just kind of languishing towards the back right now? I got enough of that shit last year. Sure. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I mean, I totally get it. I, no, to, I I mean, to be honest, I've never had like much of an affection for the like uh, hodgepodge of disparate aesthetics kind of thing. But I actually like this was my number 10, like in terms of like rumors before we had the official like, uh, you know, official announcements. Afterwards, it moved up to eight for me. I, uh, I do think the story sounds cool. I like the idea that like maybe there's this super max interdimensional Halloween Horror Nights prison. That's kind of cool. So I, the story is really in- interesting to me. I worry that, you know, it can only go up for me, I guess. it You know, we know how it goes. It, it could be an absolute hot purge mess or it could be like something that gets a bit of a cult following like Hive or something. So I, I don't know exactly where it's going to end up, but it's just kind of naturally where it landed for me right now. That's fair. Matt, you have gone on the record the last couple episodes talking about your love of a very particular prison house. And even though this is a new interpretation of that, um, like I said, I know where it is for everybody and it's not the highest, but are you still pretty interested in seeing this guy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the curious of the, uh, from the description alone and the fact that uh, Hellgate prison is one of my old time favorite older houses like there's that line where horror nights um just there's there's line more than one line where things have changed over there's like different what would you call it even generations of them but that was in that group of time that period of time that was one of my favorite houses so i have uh an affection for prison themes run i think my love of run fed into that a lot. So I want to see what they do with it. And I was, when I first saw the title before reading it, I was like, Oh, okay. A prison house. That was great. 14 years ago. But then I read the description. I'm like, Oh, this could be cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm extremely curious of what I see. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know that it makes that any higher on my list, but like you said, it wasn't very high, but the anticipation factor is definitely pretty decent right now. Matt, you want me to really fuck you up? It was 18 years ago. Yeah, I I, I picked 14 as like a random guy. I was there too. I'm surprised, <laughs> I was surprised I was that close, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just, I looked like literally just before this and I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. 14, 14 is like in the realm. I thought I'd be at least in a ballpark. So I think that <laughs> I, got, I got closer than I, I just, expected. I'll tell you that. I just heard the soft acoustic guitar plucking of the introduction to a uh, landslide by Fleetwood Mac during that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our number eight house is, I thought it would be a little bit higher, but I'm not surprised by its ranking. I mean, I, I just roasted uh, Duff and Jess in our, uh, you know, our, our event episode, our pre episode chat uh, planning this episode. Or, look, I just said episode a shit ton. Anyways, I just roasted them for saying there was a house that HHN 365 fucking hates, and we hate them for it. So number eight 
is the 1978 horror classic Halloween. Like I said, I'm not surprised, but God damn it, I'm not going to let you take this from me. <laughs> so I guess we'll go ahead and start off with the person who has this the highest, and I understand this is an average list. So between him and Seamus, really, really high up there. Uh, Nick, Halloween. Oh, boy. All right. I mean, you wanted Halloween as the aesthetic, and we get Halloween. I get we've seen Michael like all the time, but you need like... I mean, he's the pillar. He's he's the benchmark for Halloween, Halloween movies. It's Halloween, and you put it on. That's just what happens. It's on AMC for 24 hours on a loop. It's it's tried and true. I, I get at 24, we had this, but this is a nice little, you know, I don't want to say reimagining because it's it's going to have some similar aspects to it. But yeah, we have this. We had this pretty high, and just as movie fans alone, this is one of our our top tiers. Um, do I think it's going to be like the scariest and it's going to blow my socks off with effects and all this stuff? No, I, I, I know what it's going to be. I have my benchmark, my benchmark set and I don't have like ridiculous expectations. Um, but even if it just meets Halloween standards, it, it meets it for me. I completely feel the same way. This was number three on my list. So this is in the top three for me. And it's just... Michael is the face of Halloween. Like that is how it is. And I, I understand that um, there's probably quite a bit of slasher bias coming in there. And also remember, I am one of the few that did not get a chance to see the house. Um, so that's a huge element, even though I've had Halloween two and I've had Halloween four. Um, I'm just really excited to see that original film and walk in. And with the conversation that this is in a soundstage, I can't wait to see the way that this is expanded. Now, Jonathan, you um, only got to see one Halloween house prior, but this is, if I remember correctly, this is not towards the top of your list. Uh, in fact, I believe this is uh, the dead bottom of your list. So wh- why, is, why is our beloved Michael Myers so low for you? Okay, so the um, I started in 28, so the first Halloween house that I got to experience was Halloween 4 that I know... Which was the worst one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm coming in with a weird bias because the first time I saw him, which... Yeah, I'm going to say it was I didn't like it like at all. Like, it, Granted, I came into the house not having watched the film, uh, but I was, you know... Of course, you're kind of interested in Michael Myers. If you like anything Halloween, I was kind of like, ooh, I can't wait to see what this guy's shtick is. And all I remember is him coming out with a knife and going every five seconds in the house. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I like this guy. Um, and then here's for you. That's probably going to be this house too. <laughs> can, can I, can I just make a motion to start a hashtag for this house? Hashtag this guy shtick. but but then i also actually i got to go to hollywood last year um very fortunately and see their version of halloween 4 and i don't know if this is controversial but i like theirs better at least their 2021 version um of the house i know they had it twice but i still didn't love it it still wasn't my favorite even with they had some cool kills and techniques and uh, and some you know some interesting things it was michael just being michael for most of the house and so while i'm interested in seeing this in a sound stage and seeing what they can do with the sets and seeing you know and, and just feeling those classic halloween vibes that it's going to give that's really going to help 31's overall lineup and really help the the theme of it for sure i just know that whatever they do inside of this house 
in at its core, like you said, Hunter, it's going to be a guy with the mask coming out and going doo 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 over and over and over again. Uh, so yeah, that's why it's at number ten for me. And honestly, unless the house really flops this year, I'm not expecting it to change in the over in my final rankings. But that's just like completely wow. a personal thing. Yeah, no, I completely get it. And and to that, I say like. I I absolutely think Michael's present is warranted, even outside of um, Nick. You talked about just like he's the face of Halloween, which is a statement I agree with. I just think he's absolutely got a place on this lineup in general because people are looking for a face of horror. They're looking for that icon of horror and to not have any of that, I think, would be a big misfire. Um, say what you will about Texas last year. Some people loved it. Some people didn't like it as much. <laughs> but um, Leatherface is an icon of horror and he delivered on that promise. And I think it's always important for HHN to have that. But um, HHN 365, Jess and Duff, uh, like I said at the top, not, not a fan uh, of Michael's return, it looks like. I, I know you're expecting me to probably go on in the house a bit, but I'm not going to. This is where I point out that a hype list for me is not a prediction of where it'll fall at the end of the event rankings. I think it'll be at least middle of the table, to be fair. But if you're asking me how excited I am to see it again, I mean, I've seen Michael plenty, and that might be a little bias of seeing him in Hollywood when I go there as well, too, you know? So, like, I see him quite a bit. And then also, I experienced 24, which is one of the greatest IP houses ever, in my opinion. Um, so it's a benchmark. I just don't expect it to hit. So hype levels, just, just a little low. I think it'll probably be a solid house at the end of the day, finish middle of the pack. Yeah. 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 That uh, kind of the same issue with me. So I've, I've said it before on three, six, five, Michael is not my slasher. My slasher is Jason. So I'm Mm. always going to be, you know, less excited when it's not my slasher. We all claim our guy. Um, Michael, if anyone belongs at 31, it is Michael Myers. I will not deny that. But this was my 10th out of 10. So I'm sorry. I'm still going to love it. It'll probably fall middle of the road, like Duff said. But there's more things I'm excited for. I guess I wanted to just ask you guys one more question, knowing this was at the bottom of y'all's list. If this was, you know, a big rumored property this year that seems like it was more fan speculation and want than anything that was actually discussed, or maybe it was discussed and just didn't get too far, where would this land on the current list if this was our good friend Ghostface instead, if this was Scream coming to the event? Oh, much higher. I'm sorry. Um, would this Ooh, break top three, top five? Probably top five, not my top three, just because my top three is very solid, I feel like, for me right now. Uh, but it would probably be fourth right behind it. Yeah, I'd say four or five for me, probably. It's just kind of a, you know, IPs are always going to be naturally a bit lower on my hype list typically. So um, they get weighed down a bit, um, but I would be very excited for Scream. Very, very excited. Dakota, I was not surprised just from the conversations that we have to see this at the bottom of your list. So I'm not going to pick on you for that. I just know your tastes have changed, but it did surprise me. Um, we've talked about it a couple times now. You and Lauren were pretty split on this one. She had it uh, a, quite a few positions higher than you did. Well, quite a few is funny, but uh, I just thought it was interesting. Lauren, not to say it was like your number one or anything, but it was just fun seeing the juxtaposition of you two. I appreciate you. Sticking up a little bit of defense here. <laughs> no problem. It, it is a classic, like you said. Uh, and like Nick said, it he is the face of Halloween. So he's definitely higher on my list, especially since this is 31. So and it makes was, sense. 
if this was like Halloween three or Halloween, like any of the like new trilogy, I w- it would be so high. It's just, you know, I've already seen it. So it's, I, it, I would say I feel very similar to Duff. Like I expect I'll like it. It's just, it kind of just naturally landed at the bottom because I've seen Halloween at the event, you know, five or six times between here and Hollywood now. Matt, is your big expectation for this house just to get a uh, earworm of a sound trigger? Like, is that your your gamut for Halloween house success? I hadn't considered that, but if that happens, that's that's always a good thing. Sort of all depends on the on the earworm. Yeah, I do want to ask you guys. Like, I know they have said multiple times, guys. Listen, this is just the original Halloween film. We promise this is just the original film. There's going to be no nothing else. It's just the first film. But as a resident Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, house lover from 2021, that's exactly what they said with Texas Chainsaw Massacre multiple times. And then they're just like, nah, not really. Like, are we... Because they had elements from many, many elements from two. It was not even hidden. They, they were very, it was very clearly like a original using one and two as the template are we thinking that it's going to just like solely be Halloween one and nothing else? Granted, I'm assuming they're going to do different locations, you know, try to do different locations. They have a soundstage. It can, they can expand it. Or do we think they're going to pull a Texas and um, that's what I'm calling it now. And just add in, you know, characters from Halloween two or scenes from Halloween two or elements from it. Cause even the, the screamer that they have, which I know has no relation to the event like at all. Yeah. I mean, we have director there and that has nothing. Director's not here. Um, is the one is my Myers from Halloween too. So I don't know. What are we thinking? It. It's the only one they don't have to pay licensing for. Um, yeah, I was thinking about, I was going to bring that up. Lauren going ahead. Well, I know in the previous houses, they had the, tr- they had trick or treaters wearing the masks from Halloween three. So I am kind of hoping that they'll kind of incorporate just like little Easter eggs of some of the other Halloween films. I don't know which ones, but I would, I would love to see them. Matt. That, that is exactly what I was going to say. I'd expect something from the silver shamrock mask because there seems to be a, a love for that sequel as well by the the team that puts the halloween houses together uh i don't know if you'd get a full i don't think you'd ever get a full scene from three shoved into a halloween movie but i completely see expect a silver shamrock uh presence uh tim and ash you guys just uh kind of rounded up here like i said this was our first big discussion as far as the houses were concerned this evening uh you both had this one pretty high and is that just writing off of the love for Mr. Mikey Myers, or do you actually have uh, really high expectations as far as what this house can deliver? Uh, I'll jump in both. Uh, Cause it's going to a soundstage. I'm just very curious to see how they're, they're, they're going to make it in there. I did get to do the 26 house and it's, it was fantastic, but I, I really think, you know, the love that they're going to show in this, in a soundstage is going to be amazing. Yeah, and just kind of going off what Tim said, I think Duff mentioned it earlier as well. How the the house at twenty four, I went through that one as well. It, it was it, it was phenomenal as an IP. So that's why I guess I'm excited for it because it is going to a soundstage. I think it it maybe even eclipsed that. Hopefully as well. That's why it's pretty high. But I just think it's a common sense pick. It's you know it's the aesthetic we're going for is Halloween. It's the thirty first event. Bring the boogeyman to the event. You know it just makes sense uh, in that aspect. But I think as well. 
we had obviously Texas last year. Um, we have Michael this year because they're easier to get as an IP, but you may see a renaissance of these slashes being recycled just because nowadays horror is fantastic, but horror right now, it's more elevated horror where it's more psychological. You don't really have like an actual icon to pull from, if that makes sense. So it doesn't surprise me. They are kind of recycling the kind of iconic slashes, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And do I, I think Dakota does have a very valid point here where he said, if this was the new trilogy, I think this would be uh, really high for me. It is really high for me already, but just getting that new interpretation would be great, but who knows? Maybe they'll pull that off with the final movie releasing this year and be able to surprise us next year. I think uh, a lot more people would be excited for that, including those that uh, maybe are not as hyped for this one. I was wanted to piggyback on what Ash said. I think they're, I think, we should expect a resurgence of these classic Halloween horror guys from, I don't know what you would call it, from generations past. Because we talked about this on one show. I think you're the one that actually pointed this out, Hunter. It's like kids that are were four and five the last time Jason and, and Freddie were here are now getting up towards early teenage years and old enough to come to the event and, and see them for the first time. So there's a yeah. new generation every six or seven years. That's old enough to see them again. So I think I'd expect a, a rotation of them for as long as we keep going to the event, I think. And uh, I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone, but uh, minus the weekend, I definitely think this is probably going to be the highest wait times consistently throughout the event, because it is that house that people want to see. Um, I'll be curious to see if that's correct. All right. So our next house is the most controversial. The house that has been debated endlessly. If you are part of any HHN social media, people have not stopped talking about bug house (laughs) bugs eaten alive. And like always, I like to start off with our most positive impressions. First, Jonathan, I know you like your weirdo houses. I've seen you talk about Texas and Deaths of Fear and a couple of others. This is your number one house. And I don't think you're alone in that opinion. Uh, Maybe you are here, but a lot of people are like, this looks terrifying. It's my number one. This is totally going to give me the willies. This is my number one. You are a representative. Tell me about Bugs Eaten Alive and why it is the pinnacle of your hype this year. Yeah, this was a surprising one because I thought the entire season I had one, like, we'll get to it, but like I had one house that was always going to stay at number one for me. And then I saw the description of this house. I'm like, nope, this one wins. This one wins. That and the, I won't get to it, but the bio reconstruct like photo with the facade. I'm like, yeah, I, I can tell exactly what they're going for here. And it looks just really silly. It looks very like the concept is silly while also having, you know, some of the most terrifying things uh, you can have in a Halloween Horror Nights house. I love that mixture. I, I'm just like you said, I'm a fan of weird, silly stuff, you know, big giant bugs and mutated bugs and eggs going in people and just into the concept, like the overall concept that I don't want to get in here about why the bugs are like this. It's so silly, fun and scary at the same time. And that is just my favorite thing. You know, add in the fact that it's in a sprung tent, which usually don't go wrong. Uh, I'm just, I'm really hyped for it. And another big part of my hype, just separate from the house itself, is that my co-host of the, the Hung Up on Horror podcast, Christy, this was a, like 
we were talking a while before about like, oh, what types of houses would you like to see at Halloween Horror Nights? And one of her top things was bugs and seeing, you know, bugs really be, be implemented in a Horror Nights format to scare, you know, scare the heck out of people. And the fact that it actually came to fruition this year, like on top of, on top of my actual hype for the house, the fact that I'm going to be able to see it with her, who's like been advocating for this thing for such a long time, just, it means it, you know, it means the world to me. And I, I just, I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Dakota, this is pretty high up for you. I think you had this, the, uh, second highest in our group here, not as like your number two spot, but just right underneath uh, Jonathan, as far as your, your hype for this, is it just because it is so weird? It's like a totally different thing than what we've seen previously. So listen, I love the high camp houses. Like my favorite houses are going to be stuff like leave it to cleaver, HR blood and guts, uh, slaughter cinema. And that is the vibe I'm getting from this concept. Uh, I love the 1950s, especially when it's used in like a tongue in cheek kind of way, like Vamp 55 or like Leave It to Cleaver. So I'm like, this is really scratching that itch for me. I think uh, if this can reach those highs, amazing. But even if it's like at worst, you know, like depths of fear or something, like I'm still hyped. We haven't had bugs since literally like the Fear Factor house. This is, I think this is yeah. cool. Um, I guess I just kind of want to extend onto that question, if I may, for you. Do you feel that this is the reason they've put off doing that is not because they haven't had good concepts over the years, but just because it is such a hot button debate on whether like, obviously, when you've got these uh, this amount of attractions, you don't want to ostracize a huge group of people and uh, you know the internet is the internet people overreact but do you think maybe they were a little nervous to pull the trigger on this one just because it is such a thing that people have such a strong reaction to i'm gonna say something very controversial but i hope everyone in this group maybe knows what i mean horror nights maybe doesn't have a reputation for actually being scary but for being like beautiful and lavish and like huge and amazing storytelling i feel like that's what its reputation is for and so whenever we do get those really like earth shakingly frightening houses like scarecrow and stuff like that i feel like they like go down as like legendary and i feel like this is i don't know if they've been holding off on this idea but i I really hope that it's just like a they struck gold with a concept this year uh this definitely feels like it's gonna be tiptoeing a line between the funny house and the like shit your pants house Nick, you had this pretty high on y'all's list as well. And is that just kind of a combination of the expectation of the scares, um, the element of the the kitschiness? Like, is it just a bit of everything or is there one particular element that's that's got this one super high for you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is a little bit of everything. I mean, the 1950s aesthetic is awesome. I hope I get one like I love Lucy Babalu. Um, I just this is the body horror house. So I'm expecting like really extravagant, gross, you know, human mutated things, you know, the difference, the different styles of bugs and stuff can really lend itself to having very unique costumes. So it's not going to be a house where it's like all the same creature coming at you the entire time. This is just, I, I had it up there pretty high. Seamus had it up there pretty high as well. And, and he hates bugs. Like we're going to have to push him through this house and one and done for him, maybe for this event. But 
I think that aspect of it is is nice to have a house like you you mentioned is I guess controversial where it's it really is going to you know separate some of the people that are going to go people are not going to go into this house because they have a tremendous fear of bugs and that's you know that's their choice it's fine um and it, it from a standpoint that they're running it might not be the best idea to exclude people from a house but I think it's just going to open the door for their creativity to really shine through when it comes to costumes and scenery. Lauren, this is your your number one, which I'm coining, or your number one as far as bottom. This is your one pointer, um, and I'm I'm calling this your absolutely not house. I I imagine you're still going to go through it, but is there is the is it because of the fear factor of this house, or is it just because you're not interested at all in the concept? No, it is absolutely the fear factor of this house. Like, I am still very excited for it. Um, But I hate bugs. (laughs) I, at like seven or eight years old, had like a panic attack watching the Bugs Live show at Disney. And I have also woken up because a bug was like crawling into my ear. And bugs just like super freak me out. It's going to be very hard, I think, for me to go through this house. I'm hoping it's going to be more on the campy, funny side, um, and I can enjoy it. (laughs) But if it is, like, truly just, like, disgusting and, like, I feel like bugs are crawling on me, I don't know how often I'm going to go through this house. So we will have to see. No, I think that's totally valid. I I feel very, very much the same way of you. I'm going to go through it, and I'm probably going to have a good time, but the biggest factor for me is going to be how hard the edge the line on those, those dark humor moments. If this does have that element of comedy, this could climb much, much higher for me. If it doesn't, that's going to be a big misfire for me if they focus on the scare factor. But I think they understand that this is a kitschy concept, and I... I get that they probably don't want to completely turn off people by doing a straightforward body horror bug house. So I imagine they're leaning into the, those that, that campiness element of it. Um, Tim, so this one was not super high on yours, it looks like. Is it, have we kind of hit the points that you're, you're feeling about this one? Or is there another little piece of it that we haven't talked about? No, I think it's all the same points. This one's dead last for me. I hate bugs, period. But in the same sense, I, it really will depend if this is going to be a comedy house or, you know, I'm walking through Scarecrow part two you know, scared out of my life. Bug edition. Yeah. yeah bug edition. So I, so even though I have it 10 right now, I have a feeling it will definitely go higher on my list, you know, toward the end of the event. I'm definitely going through it, even though I hate bugs, but I, I, I think in my heart, I'd rather have this more of a comedy house than to shit your pants. Basically. Ash, do you feel the same way as your co-host here? Yeah, I think it's a nice little segue, actually. I think if this is probably the biggest climber, I would assume that's going to happen on my list because I do have it pretty low. It's in the bottom three right now. But I feel if it's just more on, because I hate bugs, that's why. And I feel if it's more of a comedy, kind of over-the-top campy, that's probably going to make it move a little higher. And if anybody's not seen uh, Creepshow on Shudder, there is an episode in season two with Josh McDermott, who yeah. plays who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead, and yeah. he's a, you've seen it as an exterminator, and all the bugs end up life size, and it's just pure 
cheesy goodness. So if you if you haven't seen that creep show episode, um, make sure you watch it. It's from season two. Um, yeah, and I also I also expect I'm ho- I'm hoping there's going to be a TV set in there with a black and white Woody Woodpecker playing. That's what I'm hoping for too. <laughs> That's a good addition. I love that. Or maybe Casper. That's how they're fitting maybe, him into yeah. the event. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So Bug House. I Ash. Does it surprise you at all when I tell you that Luke has this as his most anticipated house of the not event? One, not one bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was curious because yeah, he had it super super high up. He was the only one alongside Jonathan that had it that high up. Jess and Duff, you guys are middle of the pack here as far as where it landed in your rankings. And is that just because you see it like it's either going to go up or down? There's do you see it sticking towards the middle or do you think it's either going to be top 3 or bottom 3? Uh, go ahead, Jess. Okay. Uh, well, one of uh, my best friends and a good friend of a few of us here is like the number one bug house, uh, Stan, Aaron, yes. <laughs> uh, crazy shark lady. Um, so it's crazy kind bug of lady. Hot. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Change your Twitter handle, girl. Um, so I feel like I am one who gets very excited to see my friends experience things that they love. So I don't love bugs. So if I didn't love Aaron, this would probably be a lot lower. <laughs> But I'm excited to see her go through it and her to kind of like geek out in the way that like I did in icons last year, you know, or other houses. So um, I'm excited to see it. I don't like bugs. So it's going to scare the shit out of me is also really why it's middle of the road for me, I guess. Yeah. So I'm kind of with Ash where I think this might be one of the biggest risers for me at the end of the day. And that's kind of a byproduct of, Three to six on my list, this was six, being maybe even two to six, being very interchangeable. And um, 365 is recording our Hype Plus episode next week, and I guarantee you there will be a lot of changes in that range. Um, so I'll have a very different Definitely. Hype List come next week. Um, I could see it being a big riser. I like The thing is, bugs, I'm, I'm not a fan of bugs, don't get me wrong, but like as a native Floridian, I basically cuddle with palmetto bugs nightly. You know, it's... It, kind of part of life so they aren't crazy terrifying um but kind of kind of more we learn about it and and kind of the shtick they're going for um that slaughter cinema that leave it to cleaver kind of humor style and aesthetic going on um i i feel like it could definitely rise a bit for sure great stuff bug house it is definitely not the last time we'll discuss it <laughs> we have a lot more to say about bugs eaten alive, I'm sure. All right, approaching the midway point, we have a house that a lot of stuff came out about it. We heard that it was a Seeds of Extinction prequel or sequel or whatever the hell. Um, we saw this as underground terrors or whatever the heck it was on the spec map. And the number six spot, Descendants of Destruction. And I think this is the one that had the biggest, uh, it had the biggest divide. If it wasn't, you know, first in that, uh, it feels like it, it was definitely towards the top. But this one is totally all over the place. I mean, just looking real quick, you have Jess who's got it in the number two spot. Ash has got it super high. Um, and then it's kind of all over the place for everybody else. So keeping the trend of starting with the, the highest people first, Jess, Descendants of Destruction, losing your shit over it apparently oh my god no i am and my sister and i are kind of the same person i guess because we're both like 
Our number one and two, I think, are just flopped. I won't talk about my number one, obviously, but Descendants of Destruction, I don't know if they confirmed that this was like a Seed sequel, but I loved Seeds of Extinction in 28, and this is giving me very much the same vibes, claustrophobic, like hybrid creatures. I love a creature. The makeup, I I can't even... The bioluminescence, the podcast. Uh, so I, okay, let me let me actually make a point here instead of just rambling. Um, the, what is it? The Discover Universal podcast that they released with the announcement. Um, they gave us some, you know, information on each house. And if you haven't listened to it, it's fantastic. Um, it's two parts and it's like forty five minutes total. Um, but they gave us that this house was in third, like three acts, and it goes from you know. Uh, battery powered to flashlights or solar powered to flashlights to bioluminescence. The creatures go from human hybrids to more dead humans to just like full mutants. Like everything about this is just what I love about originals at HHN. And it feels to me like maybe the old era of HHN kind of a little bit that I didn't get to experience, but that I love like learning about so much. So maybe that's why it's so high on my list. Now that I've formed the actual sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good. I like that each one of those formed questions ended, or uh, each one of those formed sentences ended with a question mark. That, I got that. There. Was the best part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. Like I said, this was kind of, uh, there was a big divide on this one. For me, this is the one that I see kind of like hitting number five and kind of just riding it out the whole season. Like not shifting, just kind of staying right there. But it could come out to be the the big surprise uh because i mean heck anything could be but on the other hand you have um the fear and beer guys uh nick this was this was not very high on y'all's list is there any particular reason uh why it was towards the the bottom for you all no i think i think we had this in hellblock really close because the the name alone is is pretty broad whereas all the other ones ahead of it like we we kind of know what we're getting in a sense um so for this like the unknown is really what drew it towards the bottom for me um you know the you know new york subway is is scary enough so you know if they have some homeless people in there i'm sure that'll that'll hit right at home for some people from that area but i the unknown i think is really just what does it for me i mean whether it's a sequel um or a prequel um, I'll be curious if they do tie that in. That would affect it in the rankings for me, but just overall, I'm I'm not, you know, I don't have my expectations too high for this. So there's really nowhere to go but up for it. Yeah, yeah. Because this one is so varied, rather than kind of talk about each other's answers, uh, who who has some strong opinions? on Descendants of Destruction. Does anybody have some some deep thoughts they need to get out there? I saw Ash first. Go on ahead, bud. So n- not really a deep thought, really, but I think all of us, we always have that, oh, I wish I could have gone through that maze feeling, right? You know, for an event you never attended. And for me, when I always look back on the first kind of 12 years I've missed, I think uh, Terror Underground, Transit to Torment from Curse of the Crypt Keeper, it's just like a carbon copy of that maze it's the the abandoned new york subway it's infested with mutants and chuds and you know underground you know mutants demons whatever it may be so that's that's always one maze that i always wished i could have done from horror nights five and this just sounds like a literally like a carbon copy of that maze which is why it's a little bit higher on my list because that's always one maze i've wanted to do that's actually i mean look at you pulling out the the deep history there matt are you proud (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's, that's a great it, way to look at it. And that is one. It's um, funny when he said, uh, um, what you could have gone through. That's, I think, man, I don't know if I said it in the episode, but it was in my mind when we we're talking about it, that this sounds like it would have been awesome to see. So I, I when he said the name, I was like, yep, we should seen that. <laughs> Lauren, go ahead and close up shop here on Descendants of Destruction. Um, honestly, with what Ash just said, I'm way more excited for this house, probably. Um, I, I I love being able to experience like sequels or things that I haven't experienced in Horror Nights before. Um, and that just makes me even more excited for this. And then I also just... I love New York City and the possibility of this being a Seas of Extinction house. Um, that hasn't been confirmed or anything, right? But um, I, I, that's what I've heard. And I, I, I'm really excited to see what this house will bring. Totally. Well, hey, folks, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to play some. Uh, what, what, what are we going to? We'll, we maybe we'll play a song. Maybe Matt will do karaoke. Maybe we'll play some old commercials. Who knows where the night will lead. But after that, we're going to go ahead and get into our top five most anticipated houses of the season. The goblins will get you if you don't watch out. To take you and shake you until you shout. Stop, look, and listen. It's Halloween. There's witches and broomsticks and big black hats Stirring up the potions in big black vats Stop, look, and listen It's Halloween Comstocks standing in the fields at night The old grey house without a light The cold white moon shining down so bright With you and me standing there and shaking with fright Sneaking past the graveyard on trembling knees Faces peeking out at us between the trees Please stop, look and listen It's Halloween I couldn't afford an actual air horn sound effect, and I'm too lazy to go get one from YouTube, so that's what you got to deal with. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed the quick little break, but guess what, folks? It is time to get back into our HHN hype and anticipation list. We are in the top five, so without further ado, number five is a house that hopefully delivers some of the goodest boys at the event this year, Fiesta de Chupacabra. Uh, Chupacabra. This is one that I feel like we learned about pretty early on. We didn't know what it was. I think it was marked. It was as one point as day of the dead. It might still have elements of that, but, uh, going back to the cryptid well, um, which is something that I think has infinite potential. Look, I'm excited for this one. Seems like a lot of people are excited for this one. So keeping with tradition, uh, Tim, you actually have this the highest, out of all of this, I believe this was your number two Chupacabra. Why, yeah, why is it shooting off uh, so well for you? I'm all about urban legends, cryptids. Yeah. I love it. I think this is going to be fantastic. And I just love that it's going to be plural because there's an S at the end. <laughs> look, <laughs> that's the look. Just if we can just keep Chupacabra, maybe they're like gremlins. We can just keep adding water and they'll, they'll replicate. Let's get a lot of them. Uh, uh, do you think, I'm saying. do you think that we're going to see a lot? puppets or what what do you think 
I think we'll get doggy puppets or cryptid puppets. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get villagers as the main form yeah. of, of attacker is what I'm going to assume here. I'm with you. Dakota, you have this pretty high as well. How are you feeling about Chupacabras um, with I'm, an S? I feel Earl. like if this is, I, I, I'm really excited. I didn't want to put it at number one because I feel like like Yeti was my number one hyped. And then it ended up kind of in the middle of the pack for me a couple years ago. Uh, this, though, I loved La Llorona back in the day. I love Latin American like folklore and monsters. So I'm like really excited from that perspective. I also like American werewolf and like an American werewolf puppets. Like anytime they bring back some kind of puppet. And I don't know if this puppets or not, but like I kind of hope it is. So that's kind of feeding my hype for it a lot. Ash, I've got to ask you, Gary had this at number one. Does he know what a chupacabra is? Um, I think so. After uh, have they broken the research? (laughs) Have they broken the 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 ocean border? Just checking in. I think so. I don't. I don't think he can say chupacabra, but I think it's um, yeah. Surprised that's high. Surprised that's high in his list. To be honest. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry. It's his one pointer. It's uh, his bottom of the list. Sorry, I should have clarified. Oh, then. Then yes, I'm. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think we talked about this um, on one of the hype episodes, and we were a little bit unsure, more of the unknown, not really knowing too much about um, Chupacabra. To be honest, I mean, for me, I was it was literally in the middle of the pack for me. But I think the description of it, uh, where it says, you know, it's a celebrating a colorful fiesta. I think it's. I think it's going to be very vibrant. It's going to pop. Uh, so that's what I'm most looking forward to as well. The aesthetic of it, to be honest. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I think a lot of people are, are feeling that way, but I actually expect this to be if descendants, you know, is not as scary as expected and bugs goes a little bit more kitschy. I think this has the potential to possibly be the scariest house this year. I, I, I think it could be that surprise for us. Uh, what, what say you, Nick? Yeah. Like, like I said, bugs eating alive was going to be the body horror. This is definitely like for me, the potential gore house. So and it and it's funny too because when I think of this one, I think of like two polar opposites. I think of like the colorful, vibrant party style theme of it, and then I think once we get towards the end or or other aspects of the house, it could be like the darkest um, of any of the houses as well. Like being if if we're being dragged to to out for fodder to the chupacabra and being in this you know either in the forest or the mountains or just a real alone dark sequence. So it's it's funny to see two completely different ideas for a house. And I'm curious to see if they'll smash those together or if they're just going to play with one side or the other. Um, but I had this up fairly high as well. Um, I love the whole mythos of this, this aspect and bringing it to the event again. Duff from reading the description um, and just kind of this house talked about, it feels like a tent house that it got upgraded to a soundstage, assuming that's what they're doing here. What is your hope for this kind of knowing that, that that's kind of what, what we're expecting a upgraded tent house. Does that mean anything at this point? Um, I mean, I'm with you. It does kind of have the vibe of a tent house just by the description, the name itself, the concept. It, it feels very tenty, I guess you could say. Um, and I kind of still expect it to have more of those tight spaces. I expect it to be a bit gory. Uh, probably one of the scarier of the bunch, to be fair. Um, so I think on that front, 
I don't I don't know how they're going to utilize the space more. I, I picture like, you know, we're talking about um, Fiesta, probably like I, w- I imagine a square, you know, so maybe sections like that being bigger and more elaborate. Yeah. Um, so those kind sure. of spaces being very intriguing. Um, but otherwise, I do kind of expect it to be more of that tight, gory, scary tent style house. Matt, surprisingly, you had this, The it wasn't anywhere towards like, a, you know, like the bare bottom, but it was towards kind of the middle of your list, which surprised me, not because of that's where you put it, just you had it the lowest out of everybody. Why do you think that is? Uh, man, now I'm looking at my list now. Honestly, it's, that's the thing with these, man, once you get past five, it's just, it's the rest. It's not like they're in any order. It's just like, those are the rest. Um, because I even said when I just saw the name and I have no idea why I thought this, I just looked at it and said, that could be the sleeper house of the, of the year. I don't know why it's just something just, you know, maybe the idea just struck me randomly, but I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know why it's really there. It's yeah. It's a number out of 10. It's number six. But like I said, after one, two, three, four, and five, it's kind of like the rest. So that's, that's believe- the only excuse I can give you. When I was listening back to the most recent episode we did, you actually uh, said something along the lines of, look, once we're past the number eight spot, those are houses I'm really excited for. Pretty and much. I think that's actually, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty true. Looking at the list right now. Actually, this year, I'd say after number nine. Lauren, does this have potential? Do you see this in any way? breaking your top three do you think it has the the surprise factor to pull that off for you i do think it has the factor to like possibly pull that off for me um it is just kind of like one of those houses that i'm just like will i like it will i not like it um i was listening to hhn 365 and i kind of agree with like mike where i think it's like possibly like i really want like an arendelle sort of vibe of like that frozen ride where i would love to like kind of go into the village so i'm kind of hoping to see that and we'll we'll see what happens i have no idea what to expect for opening weekend so jonathan you just talked about your love of creature houses and just really uh that that kitschy element that humorous element this definitely sounds like it's more serious but does that would you be more interested? I know this is pretty decent on your list, but if they were going a little bit more goofy with it, do you think it would change your ranking or do you think they're doing the right direction as far as doing a more serious and possibly intense take on the Chupacabra legend? I think one of the best parts of having 10 houses at the event is that they are able to sort of make every house as varied as they can, you know? And if bugs ends up being that really like, I I expect it to be really scary, but also like that slaughter cinema vibe, silly type thing that I think it's implying it is, then I think it's Chupacabra being a more serious take is absolutely the right way to go. Especially with all the gore you can really put inside of this house. Now, being me, I find everything a little bit silly. And yes, this this concept <laughs> they gave away, I'm not going to say it, but they gave away the story in the, in the podcast, the Discover Universal podcast, like the full one that like actually gives information of what it's about besides there are chupacabras that are killing. Um, and it's very silly, like in my eyes. And I am 
excited to just misinterpret the house instead of thinking it as serious, just think of it as a really funny concept. Um, I but, love that you just came on the show and you're like, I'm a silly, goofy guy. And if the vibes aren't silly and goofy, I'm out of here. <laughs> you, you know, and that's why my brain can turn to things into silly and goofy because it just wants it to be, you know, like what well, Texas is one of my favorite houses. Cause it, I took the, you know, I was just like, this is the silliest thing I ever went through. I love it. Um, but, but yeah, I am just, I am, I'm very interested in this house and I'm, I'm very excited to see how it's fully executed and where, how far my brain can go in figuring out if this is like serious enough that maybe it's not my cup of tea or at that point where I can make, make fun of the story in a good way where I can laugh at it because, you know, it's silly. And I I like that sort of stuff. For sure. All right, so in the number four spot, I think everyone has a pretty good idea of what's in the number four spot because I feel like this is a year where the the top four is consistent amongst most people, and it definitely was for us. There wasn't a lot of separation here, um, maybe just a little bit, uh, but our number four house is I, I would probably say the house that we have known, I, I don't even have to probably say, we have known about this house coming for the longest because somebody uh, talked about this house way too early, and that is the star of the house itself. That is the weekend after hours nightmare. This is the big wild card for me personally. This is the one where I don't know where this is going to wind up because I don't really have an idea of what this house is going to be. Despite that entertainment weekly article, which has way too many spoilers and having a decent idea from the music videos, this is my wait and see house. But despite that, a lot of people have this really high, including uh, two people. I guess I'm going to go to right away, but uh, Duff as my friend. My my number one weekend fan in my life. You and Dakota can battle it off, uh, battle it out after the episode. Um, this was real high for you. I believe this was number two overall. Well, first of all, for the battle, uh, Dakota went to the show dressed as the weekend, so uh, he wins that, I guess. Um, well, there you go. We don't even have to. Yeah, I was go. hoping you'd record it. There you go. No, yeah. it, no, it's fine. We we don't need to go there. Um, I wanted bum fights the weekend <laughs> HHN house edition. No, we were just like excited to see each other. <laughs> yeah, that basically <laughs> we had we had a lot of alcohol flowing, and uh, we met oh, up yeah. after the show. Oh, it was my great. God. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you will continue that that energy all season long. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyways, about about the house itself, I, I could give you the spiel about how the weekend has a lot of horror elements, how the imagery fits well and works well for a house. But at the end of the day, I'm biased. <laughs> I mean, it, it is you know I've been a, a huge fan of the weekend for over a decade at this point, um, and it's something literally since like day one of me listening to him, I've noticed that kind of correlation to horror and how well. I didn't immediately make the connection to Horror Nights or anything, but over the past several years I have, and uh, here it is. So my biased ranking is that he ends up at number two, and um, you know everyone else is going to give reasons why he should be higher, um, and I'll just tell you it's because uh, I'm biased. No, no, totally. Dakota, go ahead and hop in there, bud. I know this is another huge one for you. Yeah, this I've, uh, I, you know, I the only reason I didn't put it at number one is 
I just feel like the house I have in my number one spot is like a very safe bet. I think it is just probably going to be the best of the year. But don't um, worry, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is uh this is a wild card. Like I'm I'm honestly I'm so excited for it that I'm scared I'm gonna hate it. Like but I also feel like I love the weekend so much that it's like kinda gonna be hard. Even if it, it even if it's bad, I feel like I'll end up just being an apologist for it. So I don't I don't know. I uh I'm really excited for it. Everything Def said is true. Uh Lauren and I, you know, we did like a we're she's been a fan longer than I have, but you know, we're I would say from the time Billie Eilish was announced, I was like, who could they do next? Who could they do next? And that was like at the time that the leak for Billie Eilish happened, he was just starting the after hours era. And like watching that era unfold, I was like, this is it. This is what they should do yeah. next. And I've been literally saying that since 2020, like after Billie Eilish, they should do the weekend. And then now it's like, okay, well the weekend is now, I guess going to just be the new standard for what a music house could possibly be going forward. So just kind of interesting to see that play out. Lauren. So I guess to spin this question a different way for you, um, does this house have the potential to be the biggest disappointment for you personally? This is really high up on your list and um, I know we're super excited for it, but if they just don't really nail that concept, do you see this kind of being the biggest uh, fall flat moment of the year? It does. It is, it is pretty high up on my list. It's not as high up as Dakota, but I have it at number three. Um, I'm very excited for that for this house. Um, like Dakota said, I've been a fan for a long time, but um, unlike Dakota, I never really pictured the weekend being a haunted house at Horror Nights. Kind of until it became a haunted house at Horror Nights. So I'm very interested in how this house turns out and how everybody reacts to it. But I always love kind of like a party vibe in a house so i really do think that the the weekend will give that to us um and that's always really fun and um exciting for at least the group that i usually go to horror nights with tim i know you love the music that the weekend's newest albums are very evocative of uh that that very 80s aesthetic is something that you and i have bonded over but this is one are you kind of feeling like how i am right now where it's just as maybe casual fans of the weekend, is it one of those wait and see type houses just because we really don't have an idea of what this thing is going to be? Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I did a little bit of research afterwards, you know, once we finally got the the total announcement and I watched that montage of like, you know, the, the six songs in the videos and, you know, definitely gave me a, you know, like a better view into it and, and gave me a little more hype for it. Um, cause I think a lot of people thought I was going to put this bad boy right at 10 and definitely not. And I have a feeling that this one on my list could be the highest one that will, um, raise up on the list. Ash, I guess just popping over to you real quick, my friend. So what is, what, what elements do you want to see come to this house that are going to raise it ultimately? What's going to make this a good house for you? Um, I mean, again, similar to say, I'm, I'm a, obviously casual. I wouldn't even say casual, to be honest. The first time I listened to The weekend was probably about two months ago. Um, speaking to Dakota, actually, actually, he set me up pretty well, actually, with what I need to listen to and what things. I love to, that he gave you a starter kit. Oh, yeah, he, he did for sure. But um, nice. yeah, to, to be honest, I'm going to be completely transparent. Uh, I'm not 100% sure as to what I'd like to see. I know the um, 
imagery in the videos I've watched since. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have too much of a, what I'm expecting or if, if this isn't in there, it's going to fall. Or if it is in there, it's going to get higher on my list, to be honest. That's why I literally just put it in the middle of the pack because I just don't have too much of an opinion or what to expect to be completely transparent. Hey, that's totally okay. I think it's even better that we don't uh, approach this house with super high expectations of what we want to see and what we don't want to see because that is ultimately going to set us up for the biggest disappointment if that doesn't happen. And I think that's the best way to do it. I I just wanted to say how awesome it is that The weekend is collaborating with Horror Nights this heavily. Like, I don't know that much, you know, about HHN history. I only started in 28, but I think this is like some of the, like one of the strongest collaborations there's been in terms of artists working with the HHN creators. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that John Murdy tweet, which is, which he's Hollywood, but he's talking about both coasts and that, uh, the weekend literally had to like check off like everything they made, you know, or mostly like every scene that came out that came out they made and whatever. And he even like did an interview with them about, you know, what was in what was inside of his head, you know, while making the album. And that personal connection with the, you know, with the artist and the the creators of the house is something that really excites me and makes me more hopeful. Granted, I did not read any of that Entertainment Weekly article because I didn't want to, um, but it makes me hor- hopeful that this really is going to come from the heart of the artist, which is the most important part in these types of houses because music is such a personal thing. And I also, because I have them here, I want to thank Duff for getting me into the weekend <laughs> because before, you know, I didn't even, I barely even knew who he was. And I had no idea if he was going to fit for Horror Nights until Duff started showing me things and started like explaining to me things. And now this is one of the most hyped, you know, what, like some of the most, one of the most hyped IPs I've ever like had in the history, the short history of me going. So, so shout out to, to Duff there. <laughs> Duff, I'm going to let you, uh, you, you popped in there. You had some final thoughts, but I just want to ask real quick, would the inclusion, are, are, first of all, are you surprised by the lack of inclusion from the newest record in this house? And if it was included, would it have been enough to push it into that number one spot? Um, to answer the follow-up there, uh, it would not have been my number one, probably either way. Um, it's mainly not number one due to concerns. Um, I do think that both albums on their own would be better standalone anyways. So I think they're kind of doing it the right way. Um, I would have liked to see each coast do one album. That would have been cool. But anyways, I think they're doing it the right way. I just want to make the correlation that as, as biased and as excited as I am, I'm also very aware that there is a higher potential than most houses that are high up that this could basically be to me what Beetlejuice ended up being to Jess, where it'll be important. And I'll love it, but it might finish kind of low in my rankings at the end of the day. I hope you have a Ghostbusters. I hope you have a Ghostbusters and not a Beetlejuice. Mm. Sorry, I don't Jess. like being the bottom of that rating scale. <laughs> <laughs> a Beetlejuice or a Hunter? <laughs> you want to be a Diz Vincent Price or a Beetlejuice? Yeah. You gotta. Uh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, totally valid. And I think that is a big thing. Dakota. Oh, I just I just had like one final thought I felt like to round it out. I know a lot of people were 
afraid to read the Entertainment Weekly article because of spoilers. Um, and I know some people have consumed the music videos. If you haven't, you should. But um, they did mention three films worth watching. And so I figured it was worth putting out there again. Uh, but the house is apparently very based on Clockwork Orange, specifically the brainwashing scene, but also mm-hmm. Jacob's Ladder and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So if you haven't added those to your your watch list, it might be worth it. Good point. Yeah, very valid. All right. So we are in the top three. <sighs> Guys, we made it. We made it to the top three. I don't think anybody is going to be surprised by these top three houses. The order might be a surprise, but while putting it together, I felt really good about this. But fun fact the weekend almost made the top three, but beating it by two points is Universal Monsters Legends Collide. Come on, y'all. It's Universal Monsters. We know what to expect. But holy crap, do I love it. I'm it's probably going to be number one every single year unless they do a universal monster character that I really don't, you know, like if they do this island earth, it'll probably not be my number one, but I'm real excited for this. And Dakota, like you said, I, I laughed earlier when you had the comment, look, we know what it's going to be and it's probably just going to be so perfectly done Look, we we know it's safe being in our number one spot. So Universal Monsters, Dakota, right at the top of your list. Oh, yeah. No, um, I have like a very uh, also like this kind of emotional investment in this. Um, My first year was uh, Halloween Horror Nights 9. I was a little kid and I'd been through a couple of houses and I was like crying my way through them. But I was really into the mummy with Brendan Fraser at that point in my life, it was still very new. And I remember um, just begging my parents, like they were pretty much like, no, you don't need to do any more houses. Like you clearly can't handle it. And I was like, but we can't leave without doing this mummy haunted house. And, you know, I got a little taste of that with, again, with tomb of the ancients all these years later, but uh, mm-hmm. to get to see a mummy house in any capacity is just like very special to me. So I just, I can't not be hyped as shit for this. Ash, I think you have a lot of similar feelings here. Yeah, I think you can bring back Universal Monsters in any capacity every single year, and it's going to be high up there prior to the event. I think um, Bride of Frankenstein Lives was, I'd put that probably in probably my top favorite five houses, I would say, of all time. That that maze last year was just wonderful. I absolutely loved it. Um, I love the commercial for this one this year. Um, and if they bring back a mashup of their own, I guess, original interpretation on the IPs. I'm, I'm more than happy for that to be every year. Just just to echo what you guys have just said. I mean, it's Universal Monsters. Come on, it's going to be great. Matt, the only surprise from me, uh, for me, from you, was this was not your number one house. It was it, number two. Yeah, I mean, it's tough not... Well, first of all, it's, it's impossible not to be in the top three. In, in, in fact, you would expect it to be top one. There's two things going for its placement and it has to do with each house one is that i love universal monsters is my favorite i don't even know what we call it like horror subject matter like subgenre of horror maybe that's a good way to say it so no matter when they appear and who they are and what they do i'm gonna end up loving it but it is oddly enough probably my three least favorite monsters but again that's like doing these ranking lists They're, they're your free list three least favorite but they're still better than anything else that's not them 
Mm-hmm. And when we get to number one and talk about it, I, that would not have been not number one if they didn't add one specific element to it. And we'll talk about it when we get to it. Because of those two things, this got barely bumped out of the number one place. Nick, 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 Nick. Fear and beer. What is going on? Are you of the opinion that we've seen it? We don't need to keep doing the Universal Monsters every year? Or is it just this particular combination does not work for you all? Well, it was great coming on Catacombs for the first and last time, it seems. Um, yeah. I feel like there's no, a little no, no, red no. dot. <laughs> yeah. There's a red dot coming through my window, and I think Hunter's recording outside. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, yeah, so... I'll save a little face. I had this a little bit higher on my personal one, um, but Seamus was also very down. So I wish he was here to at least take the beating that I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> I think a little bit of the fatigue, um, you know, it te- it's, you know, technically only been three, but we saw brides twice. Um, and, and it just isn't properties that personally I'm attached to. Um, you know, I appreciate what they did for the, the overall aspect of horror. Um, but I think what also hurt it was the whole two part dimension of it is where I'm, I'm personally, I don't think I'm going to be traveling over across seas. So, or not seas, uh, across the country, um, to see the, the second part or first part, I forget which, which part we're getting, but that drew it down a little bit for me. And I just, I think, it's going to be hard to portray the story, you know, the in-depth story that we got at that spooky empire panel. Um, I, I hope that it can be brought to light from us just walking through it, because if we miss the, a lot of those aspects of the in-depth story, I, it'll be, it'll bring it down a little bit because it's such a great story and I want to see it played out, but it, I just hope, I hope that it doesn't get too muddy and my expectations aren't too, too high. And I'm an original whore. So I think, you know, the, the top part of my list is definitely heavy in those aspects. But uh, I'm sorry to bring the rankings down for everybody. I know I dropped the average there. <laughs> no, it's it's totally OK. It was close. If uh, the weekend beat it, I would have been a little bit sadder because it would have taken it out of the top three. I would have understood. But um, Duff, this one was also uh, speaking as friend confidant um this was surprisingly low on your list uh for me and when i say low once again not the bottom but i just thought it would be a little bit higher i mean to be honest so did i (laughs) um it's just kind of that ip syndrome you know i tend to put originals higher because i history has shown me that i enjoy them more so ips tend to tend to be a little bit lower even if they end up ranking pretty well during the event themselves Uh, and it's it's funny because what i'm going to say probably doesn't relate to where i put it which was seven by the way um it's kind of similar to dakota Uh, i didn't go to hhn9 that was a bit before my time uh but that is probably top five houses i wish i could see growing up the 99 mummy film was literally only behind like jurassic park and back to the future um it's it's a very important film to me growing up and um obviously this is not based off that this isn't even emotep anymore uh that we're going to be dealing with um but just seeing the mummy at the event and and experiencing it this way is exciting to me um i don't want to say it's fatigue but we have seen universal monsters quite a bit kind of know what to expect the story of course is a bit different than what we've experienced and i appreciate this and i I don't want it to end i want them to do it every year if they have a good concept for it um but again just being being an ip and not something 
that's new or something I'm super, super attached to specifically, it's just going to end up a bit on the lower middle end for me. Tim, were you also surprised where this ended up for you or does it feel just right? I think it feels just right. I mean, it could jump a little bit higher. We'll see. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I love the Universal Monsters too, and I and I love that we're we getting like different houses each year. And I think this is mm-hmm. kind of a a continuing process. And I think we'll see another one again next year as well. You know, there are some other ones that need some love, <clears throat> Gilman, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's in the right spot for me right now. I'd actually like to pose this next question to both of our ladies on the show here. So Jess and Lauren, um, you know, last year and with HHN Light, we had the Bride of Frankenstein Liz, which was just putting the bride character in a uh, a very powerful and emotional house. Would you be, uh, both of this, this ended up in the same area. You're both really excited for it. But would you have been more excited to see a continuation of the Bride of Frankenstein story or the doing the right thing by moving forward into another section of the Universal Monsters Library? Um, I do think that they're doing a good thing by moving forward. Um, I obviously really love the, the Universal Monsters house that they had in 29. Um, Bride of Frankenstein was one of my favorites last year. Um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to have this year. Um, but, but Bride of Frankenstein was really great. Cause I did love that as like a continuation of her story. And it did feel, feel very like feminine empowered. Um, I don't know how Jess feels, but I, I really enjoyed that storyline, but I, I am excited to move on from it. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. Also, I'm so glad that there are, I'm not the only female on this round table. Uh, (laughs) Lauren, you are a welcome addition. Uh, (laughs) uh, The other times I've been on catacombs, if I was not with Cece, I was the only one. So, Uh, (laughs) no, I loved Bride. That is my monster. You know, I say everyone has a slasher and everybody has a universal monster. That's my girl. I got engaged last year using a bride. My my husband used a bride lunchbox. But I agree that she's had her moment. She also was at light. So I feel like if we continued that story for a third year, uh, people would be very upset and they would start screaming that uh, she's the new Walking Dead or something like that. Um, And I don't want that for my monster. So I think they're doing the right thing. Um, And I know I think Nick said he's not excited because, well, not that's not the right word, but he's not going out west. So, you know, that's not something that entices him. I uh, am going out west. I know, Hunter, you are as well, and so is Duff. Uh, (laughs) That is something that makes me a little more hype. I think this was, what, my fourth on my hype list. Um, We are also experiencing it, uh, you know, in the correct order, as they're saying. So East Coast is part one and West Coast is part two. So that's something really cool that they haven't done before. So that's something that adds to it for me. And I think there's honestly, there's no world where this isn't a cohesive house by itself. Like, I definitely think you're going to get a full, complete story. Sure, you might get that additional insight by going out west or coming out east if you're on the west coast. But I think this will feel like a very complete house. And I don't think anybody on either coast is really going to have to worry about that. Jonathan... Universal Monsters. I know you love them. Everybody loves the Universal Monsters. Not at the tip top of your list, but safe to say you're excited. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm really excited. It's hard not to be. Uh, like you said, they have been consistently. I mean, since 29, just 
putting on amazing houses. I mean, Bride of Frankenstein in lights, uh, you know, taking away how it was executed in 30 with, you know, staffing and stuff like is like was a perfect house. It was so good. And it was one of the f- first houses I've experienced to like really just put so much emotion that isn't just scares, you know, in a house. I really enjoyed that. I mean, the heartbreak and the facade was great. And I'm excited to see what they do with this story, with this cast of monsters. The only reason it's at number four for me is a reason I think like, I think generally when the first, like when something's announced first, cause this was the first announcement for, uh, you know, for it, for this year, it's ends up being a little lower on your hype list just because you've been thinking about it for such a long period of time. And that's kind of why this ended up a little bit lower for me. Uh, but I'm sure that once I see it at the actual event at both, I get to go to Hollywood too, which I'm, I'm excited about. It's, it's going to be like top three at least. All right, y'all we are in the top two. So, you know, the fun is kind of taken away because as soon as I give you number two, you know what number one is, but let's not think about that because let's celebrate uh 1920 style. Cause we are going to spirits of the coven. It was a tough battle. Look, the number one and two were only divided by about five spots or uh, five points. Really, really close. But Spirits of the Coven, I'm excited for it. Uh, This was super high up for me. It was super high up for quite a few people, including Lauren. This is your most anticipated house of the year. It really is. I really love the concept of um, like... 20s uh flapper speakeasy sort of witch vibes and i really just like love the double entendre of spirits <laughs> of the coven um of it being like spirits like alcohol but also you know like your your spirit ascending or whatever oh yeah <laughs> you know you know they were sitting in the office and they're like <laughs> spirits of the coven and he's like holy shit that's a gold mine and it just kind of <laughs> like they wrote it in a day yeah from that point. yeah you know, i'm just i'm i'm super stoked for that aspect of it so it is it is my number one i'm kind of shocked that it's number two honestly but i'm really excited for it Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. This is super high up for a lot of people, including actually, Jess, this is your number one as well. Yeah, I'm I'm also surprised because the number one was rated very low by me, Uh, (laughs) which means everybody else had to rank it really high. Uh, (laughs) But no, Spirits of the Coven, we, I guess there was a speculation, a rumor a while ago that this was pub witches something like that and then when we got the announcement or i guess even the house shirt leak um Mm -hmm. spirits of the coven i i laughed a little too hard at that one um but everything about this is like a perfect house for me uh you know i love witches they're they're one of my favorite parts about halloween i dressed as a witch multiple times as a child um, and the fact that we're getting multiple forms of it, they said we're going to get these beautiful flapper witches, these like haggish witches, the deeper we go into the caverns, it just sounds like it's going to be beautiful. And it's in a soundstage based on what we've heard. So just the scale of this just sounds like I'm going to be blown away. And this is probably like my icons of this year, which is why it's my number one, which if you know me, icons was huge for me last year. So for sure, for sure. Matt, as our longstanding HHN resident here, this this just puts off a very 
retro HHN kind of feeling. It's it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's based on something that everybody recognizes as far as just like the concept of witches. Are you getting a little bit of that like retro action, or am I just am I in my head about it? Well, I I I'll, I'll freely admit I I did not on my own think of that, but I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that assessment either. I I I, I think you got a really uh, valid point there. I think you kind of possibly hit the nail on the head for the spirit of the of the house. Not no, <laughs> literally, no pun intended <laughs> on the use of that word. No, I think I think you're I think you're certainly onto something. I think this could be um, hearkening back to some of the things they did. Um, Kind of like a witch's version of uh, Demon Cantina without so much fighting. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Ash, you and Jess are going to have to swap places on the next one because you both are the controversial people on both of these houses, it looks like. But this was not high at all for you. What is your, is there a concern or are you just not into this idea? Yeah, I think it's me just not being into it, to be honest. I'm very, very surprised it's fell, um, like, holistically, number two for everybody. Um, when I think of traditional Halloween, obviously, witches are synonymous with Halloween. It's probably my least favorite out of the traditional Halloween. And the 1920s, as an era, prohibition, speakeasies, it's not really my vibe. I can't really relate to it too much. I mean, I mean none of us are around in the 1920s, obviously, but... Just in terms of relating to it for me personally, yeah, I'm just it's just it's not really doing much for me right now. Again, like Bug House, I think this could be a riser. Um, just especially in a sound stage, it could be a real pretty, real beautiful maze. Um, but yeah, it's really shocked me that's so high, like holistic, like I just said, to be honest. Let me ask you, do you think this has potential to break that top five? It all just it comes down to execution. Oh, I, I absolutely, yeah. I think anything. Um, my, my top three for me are probably locks in my head. Um, sure. But yeah, I think then the rest, they could um, they, they could probably change around. I think 10 all the way up to four could change and some of them could break into that top three possibly. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I had just, I have it at number nine, so it can definitely rise on there. But just, yeah, just the source material it's pulling from, it's just not really, I guess, something I'm, vibing with to be honest that's that's the only reason it's so low ash i've actually been waiting to tell you believe it or not you and i have the exact same top three in the exact same order oh, really? which i think was really fun <laughs> yeah we're the only ones that to do that from from the looks of it the tim against your co-host uh actually all of all of the co-hosts on rip except for ash had this pretty high up <laughs> uh, deliver the smackdown what, what do you want to tell ash right now this is your jerry springer moment i mean ash you suck no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i don't know i i i feel like you know a, a very different take on traditional witches and we're gonna have flapper witches i think is very interesting I mean, you had me at speakeasy, so I mean, anything in that prohibition era, I love anything. Like, I love watching anything that has to do with that. So, I just think this is a very, very unique take on witches, and I think it's going to be cool. I know they could never do it in a hundred years at HHN, but it takes me back to the um, the haunt that went up in Orlando. Oh crap! One of you guys are going to have to help me out. Um, it was in the it was in the old Nickelodeon hotel parking lot one year dark horizon it was the dark harbor folks from what i what was that dark horizon That's dark it. horizon so where i'm going with this dark horizon actually had a hidden bar 
<laughs> in the pirate's maze. And if you knew the scare actor to talk to, and I believe if you gave him a token, he would let like, you into the bar yep. where you could hang out. And it was a holy crap. I wish that was part of hell. It was hot as fuck, but it was cool. <laughs> but you, you mean Sterling drank an entire bucket of booze, literally. So it was a literal bucket. Yeah. 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 Good for them. I support this. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my only wish that this house could have afforded. Now, Dakota, I got to say, I was kind of surprised to see where this ended up on your list. I think it's more of just a, hey, uh, we'll wait and see and being excited or more excited for other things. But is it just kind of a, what Ash said as far as not being super into the concept or is it more so just like, I don't know how this is going to turn out? Uh, it's, I, uh, I will say the top three was really easy for me and the bottom three was really easy for me. But like four through seven is very like I could move that around. Um, And this I'm excited because women I'm excited because witches I'm excited because uh, Gatsby aesthetics and like maybe Capone aesthetics. That sounds really cool. Um, But I'm also like, God, I just don't know what to expect. This is such a like weird aesthetic mix these are like like not two things the only thing i can even think of like is the fucking fantastic beast movies <laughs> so i'm like i just don't know what to expect but i'm i'm very interested it just kind of landed where at like number six for me just because of other things the moment is here the one you've all been waiting for you know what it is if you're keeping track uh you you know exactly where we're going with this but dead man's pure winter's wharf taking in um by pretty much a landslide just you really are the outlier here and the only reason i'm picking on you is because you said that it's actually you and dakota um but pretty much across the board this by far had the most perfect scores it had uh five number one spots it had three number two spots uh really really anticipated uh matt why don't you go ahead and start off? Because I I think this was, like I said, this was a surprise because it beat out your beloved monsters. Uh, it's it's one hundred percent setting. It's it's winter. The idea of a pure in winter. You can what they do with the whole ideas of winter in the past have always been some of my favorite things just to look at. And then on top of it, the houses usually end up being really good too. In fact, I can't think of a a real example where it was set in winter and it wasn't good um and so that's that's what put it over the edge for me in fact if you you take any of these i I mean i don't know how you would do the weekend and all winter or even blumhouse in winter but take those you know take the ones that you couldn't do out you put any of these in winter and they're probably going to be ranked a lot higher than they are on my list. It is a hundred percent setting. I'm also excited on top of it for the subject matter. But when they said there yeah. was that winter aspect to it, it was like, that's now I can't wait. That is it. I cannot wait to see what this looks like. Tim, is it pretty much the same thing for you? Is it all setting or is it, is it a couple of other things as well? There's a couple other things. So basically this is my hold until I get a fog house. Because if I don't okay. get a, I, yeah. I, I, like, and I know Nick is going to jump in on this too. Because this, the whole nautical aesthetic is just—it's one of the greatest things ever for for a haunted house. And to put it in winter, it's going to make it that so much better. Just give it house of the year right now. <laughs> well, Nick, it's already tossed over to you that baton or anchor in this case, uh, number one for you as well. 
oh by by a landslide i mean this thing just was like crafted for me so so thank you to whoever decided to give this the go ahead but i mean also setting it in new england is just like i mean i'm from massachusetts i spent my summers in maine like it hits home so well um you know dead man's wharf was one of my it was towards the first part of my going to hhn uh going visit so it just it really is like a, a focal point of of my experience so far um I mean, it feels like ages ago, but we we did a little episode with uh, HHN365 and we created our own icons. Um, And I created the icon of the fisherman and pulled directly from the lore of Dead Man's Wharf. And it's just it's so cool to see it come through and actually, you know, take shape into a house. And and of course, all the things that you've said about the winter aspect, the cold aspect, I'm a I'm a temperature junkie when it comes to like the temperature control in the houses. So having that like really cold style house I'm in for, I think we're going to get, I'm hoping for at least a lot of sense. I'm hoping for the, you know, the, you know, the smell, the salt of the ocean. I'm hoping for mm. some like really gross Fisher pier style smells. Um, I just, my expectations are so high um, unjustly probably, but you know, I, I don't see this thing moving out of my spot by any means. Ash, uh, he said your keyword there, which is the forsaken, which if I knew you and uh, you were in a winter soldier situation, I think that would be part of your activation uh, is the phrase or the title of the (laughs) forsaken, Um, the forsaken, the fog. I know it's your jam, Uh, not your number one, but your number two. Yeah, I mean, I think just just like the guys just said, then I think. Uh, this is probably, if, if it's not going to be number two, it might be number one, maybe number three, you know, it's going it, to, it's probably going to end up in the top three. Yeah. I mean, I, the Forsaken for me is that was the first ever Unmasking the Horror Tour I did. That was the first uh, house on this that holds a, um, a place in my heart there as well. I mean, the, the Scare Zone, um, Dead Man's Wharf as well was just fantastic. The costuming, makeup was just wonderful. If they get the, you know, glowing eyes that we had from the Forsaken, that'll be Great. Just mm-hmm. so many elements they can do uh, with this and just the setting as well. A New England winter. Um, yeah, just all the makings of, yeah, maybe a, a house of the year contender already, but we'll see. Very excited for this one. This was also your co-host Gary's uh, number one house as well. want to throw that in there. Um, so Lauren, you also very, very high at number nine as well, sharing that spot with uh, myself and Ash, is what is it for you? What is pushing this so high up for you? Uh, well, for me, I really loved that scare zone. So I'm super excited to see um, an expansion of that story a little bit. Um, it, I'm hoping for kind of like the lightning gulch ghost town um, sort of vibe from Amen. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite house of all time. <laughs> yeah. And- that was yeah. that was such a great house and I'm kind of I'm kind of expecting that from it so hopefully it won't disappoint me but um yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling that vibe from it so that's why it's so high for me Now Dakota let me ask you because this feels very very similar to a little house that we had during 28 called Carnival Graveyard and if you remember the story of Carnival Graveyard 
I think the fandom in general just kind of popped off for that house. They're like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, I cannot wait to see this thing. And we saw pictures and sets and we're like, oh my God, this thing looks amazing. But then when we actually went through it, results were pretty divisive. It ended up very, very high for me. Some people kind of had a mixed reaction because it wasn't the um, all-timer that was built up in their head. Are you getting sort of a similar feeling here as Carnival? Or why are you a little bit lower on this house than everyone else? So I want to say, like rumor season, before we had anything official announced, this was floating in like my top three other things I got like pushed up because they were like once we had official descriptions, I was more excited. But there was something from the uh, from the official podcast they did the other day where they described it as sad, and I was like, "Oh no, what if that means boring?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's where yeah. it dropped a little for me. But I, I, I mean, like hot take. I think Dead Man's Wharf was the best scare zone of 2016. Like, sorry, Vamp, but I think Dead Man's Wharf was better. So I'm really excited still. It just kind of sunk a little, but barely. Does this tickle the Sea Captain Scooby-Doo part of your brain? Absolutely. It tickles that. Yeah, like, uh, I figured it Or the, the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> like Sea Captain, like all of that yeah. is very the vibe. Like, I love this aesthetic. Uh, this is like... I'm also like a team forsaken, like love forsaken, loved, love the, like uh, the fog. Like I'm, I'm really excited for this house. I just, uh, once that like description of sad came in, I was like, Oh, well maybe there's some other things that might interest me a little bit more, but I'm still hyped to shit. <laughs> Jess, you did have the lowest score on this one out of everybody. And it sounds like that's caught you off guard. A lo- mm, I guess not really knowing, you know, the group I'm I'm with. Good company, but I know that uh, <laughs> not to account for taste. <laughs> no, 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 no. I th- I feel like I always have the one hot take, I guess, or the one popular house that I'm like. Eh. Um. So I'm glad that we keep bringing up the the Discover Universal podcast because they released something I think Friday that was like a backstory to this house. I read about that. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, so I made this hype list once we had the announcement. I kind of listened to the announcement podcast, but I hadn't listened to that one. Since I've listened to that one, it's kind of risen a little bit, but probably not much. It's still lower for me. My fear is that I was very hyped for Yeti in 29 because, you know, Cold House, I love big monster guys. Mm. I thought the sculpts were going to be great. Um, and not to say I didn't like Yeti, but I didn't love Yeti. So I'm sure. hesitant to kind of build up hype for this house. It's different from Spirits for me. Spirits uh, of the Coven, I feel like that is my shit through and through. This, sure. I love. I'm going to love the sets. I know that. I'm going to love the makeup, but I need to see it to kind of rank it. I'm expecting it to rise higher, definitely, but I'm nowhere near excited as you guys are. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally okay. It's it's really fun to do these sorts of things. And like I said, it was uh, it was close, but we needed a couple more votes for it to get edged out by Spirits of the Coven. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, Duff, you did give this your highest possible uh, ranking on the hype list. So go ahead and round it out. Like, what are you expecting from this? And um, are you worried about it because you are approaching it with such a high expectation? I mean, I'm always worried about things I rank higher, to be honest. I, I know I've heard quite a few people kind of feel like 
their hype list is kind of locked in what their top ones are going to be. And I, I never feel that comfortable. I wish I did. Yeah, me uh, But the ones I get really excited for also slightly make, make me more worried uh, the weekend at number two, the same. And, and a lot of the, the ones a little closer to that same, same deal. Right. Um, so, you know, I'll always have that concern. That's nothing new. Um, why I'm excited for it though. I mean, nautical water-based houses or something that I just have a huge interest in. Um, I think the forsaken fantastic example uh heat warning with depths of fear being my number one on the hype list at 29 and then finishing i believe ninth for me that year so you know it, it's 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 hit or miss how they pull it off um to go off what lauren said though the second i found out this would be in a sound stage i don't know why but ghost town curse of lightning gulch immediately came into my head as the style of sets we would see obviously to fit the more nautical theme of course mm-hmm. um don't know why immediately sprung into my head. So that's kind of been stuck there that it's going to be sets of that level of aesthetic that I just really, really, really enjoy. If this is uh, ghost town meets dead waters meets dead man's wharf, uh, it's hard to imagine it not scratching every sort of itch, whether or not it's sad and makes me want to double up on my antidepressant prescription. Like we've got a, I don't even know what that word was. Prescription is what I'm trying to say here. It's late. Um, (laughs) I'm real excited for this folks. (laughs) So there is our top 10 most anticipated houses. The winner dead man's pier in number two spirits of the coven. Number three, Legends Collide, four, After Hours Nightmare, five, Fiesta de Chupacabras, number six, Descendants of Destruction, number seven, Bugs Eaten Alive, number eight, Halloween, number nine, Hellblock Horror, and number 10, Horrors of Blumhouse. That is our official top 10 list for all of us combined. How are we feeling about that, folks? Do we, do we think that's is that a solid list? Do you think we kind of got everybody's general opinions here? It, it stuck pretty close for me, to be honest. So I, I'm pretty pleased with how that ended up. Jonathan, as our uh, as our late edition, how are you feeling about that hype list? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I'm kind of you know sad bugs went that low, but also it makes complete sense too. So. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a good hype list for sure. It's just so hot, Matt. Are there any big surprises for you? Did anything kind of come in here and uh, knock you off your boat? Not really. Uh, my I'm, I, my list is I don't know if you call it vastly different. There's some things that are uh, off by quite a few numbers, but all in all, it, all of it makes sense. I mean, in, in fact, anything. Um, except maybe if uh, maybe if one and ten were swapped, that'd be a little surprising. But anything makes sense at this point of the game. I mean, we're eleven days from the event, so we're talking about a hype list. It's all good. I mean, this this is just a good yeah. thing in general, for sure. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. But before we can do that, we did ask you all uh, part of the Shady Brook Asylum Facebook group that we run to go ahead and supply your hype list. We've gone ahead and averaged those together. So the Shady Brook hype list. Number one, Universal Monsters Legends Collide. Number two, Justice for Jonathan here. Bugs eating alive from the fans. Bugs is real high. 
number three, Dead Man's Pier. Number four, Spirits of the Coven. Number five, After Hours Nightmare. Number six, Chupacabras. Number seven, Halloween. Number eight, Hellblock Horror. Number nine, Descendants of Destruction. Number 10, Horrors of Blumhouse. So some of the same, some real big surprises. I mean, bugs going from number seven up to number two. That's that's huge. <laughs> like that is a massive increase and in justice for our monsters uh, climbing up to the first spot. But great lists, everybody. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you for participating. And I do want to go ahead and thank each one of our guests for joining us tonight. So starting off how we did. For the RIP Tour guys, make sure you are subscribed to them wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, thanks for being here, my friend. Thank you for having me. This has been great. I love this. <sighs> thanks for always making time for us. I know every time we invite you guys, we're like, look, this is going to be an Avengers Endgame level <laughs> uh, lo- length uh, podcast episode. Thanks for thanks for making the time for Heck us. Heck yeah, man. Ash, same to you, bud. It's always nice to have you, and it's always nice to talk about the Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely appreciate you guys having me. I think it's two, three times possibly. I've been on here now, and it's always great. I mean, I've been a Catacombs fan for well over seven years now, so it's always a little bit surreal, you know, being in this community and getting to come on here and, I guess, hash out my thoughts. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Oh, you're awesome. Hey, so the Cathoid Coaster team, make sure you are subscribed to them on YouTube. If you're not familiar, Dakota and Lauren have been looking back at every HHN house ever and ranking them. So look, we know you love rankings. Obviously, you you wouldn't be here if you didn't love rankings. And obviously, you love HHN. Go show them some love. Dakota, thanks for being here tonight, my friend. Oh, my God. Thank you. Also, when the hell are we doing the 50 Scare Zone shootout? Look, that is that is an That's undertaking. I'm not question. sure I'm ready for. <laughs> we we will. I'm glad you enjoyed that, and uh, you're both invited to come join us for I, that. I, li- I lived for the chaos. <laughs> it it will probably be the exact same round. If I if you guys will all come back, we will do the fifty scare zone shootout. I, I'm there, Lauren. Lauren, thanks for showing up tonight. I, this is. I, I this probably isn't your podcast debut. Maybe it is, but just thanks for being here. It absolutely is, actually. And thank you what? so much for having me. <laughs> um no. I, I am a huge fan, so I have completely enjoyed being a part of this tonight. Thank you so much. Well, now that uh Dakota's put the guns to her head. You are absolutely invited <laughs> to the big scare zone shootout, which is literally just me editing a Google doc while everyone watches and we all scream at each other. Definitely down uh, for it. So <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Uh, Nick fear and beer. Obviously you're probably already listening to fear and beer, but if you're not wherever you get your podcasts, thanks so much for being here, my friend. Of course. Anytime. It's always awesome doing these, these big collab episodes and just, being amongst friends in this um this crazy world that we live in of horror nights but um no thanks thanks so much for inviting us on uh along the lines of what everyone else has been saying we've been listening to this uh pod for a while so it is surreal coming on um so yeah thank you very much for for uh giving us a shot 
Oh, of course. It's always an honor. And hopefully next time we can get your co-host as well. But Nick, you're actually doing something real exciting. You are taking it to the next level when it comes to pre-event hype. You guys are going to be cranking out. I I don't know exactly when this episode goes up besides the next week or so, but I know you guys are like cranking out episodes like crazy in attempt to, to build up that hype. Yes. So starting next Friday, the, um, whenever this comes out Friday, August 26th, we are going to be putting out an episode every day, um, until the event starts. So Friday to Friday, eight days, eight new episodes, um, we put out the the guide or schedule or whatever you want on our socials. So if you're interested in that, check them out. We tried to do a lot of different stuff. Um, we brought some friends on, um, and hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully you all dig it. It's like an advent calendar made of little boo. You're going to love this, folks. Like, you've got to go check it out. And I do want to just go ahead and mention Tim and Ash, Gary, and all of the Luke as well. They all just did a interview with the Midnight Syndicate guys. It's the first time any of us in this HHN podcast sphere have got them to talk about their collaboration with HHN. So definitely go check that out as well. Uh, HHN 365, Jess... You know I love you. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I mean, everybody's already said it, but this was and is still my favorite podcast. So every time I get to come on, it's fun. <laughs> well, it's always good to have your opinions and your takes, even if Dead Man's Peer needs to be way higher. Oh my god! Um, we'll, <laughs> be I'm fine. looking forward to seeing it with you. <laughs> I can't wait to see you eat an anchor or whatever the expression we land on. Oh god! Um, <laughs> Duff, my friend. Love you as well. Thanks for being here, my friend. I mean, it's it's always a pleasure. Like everyone says, it's it's always got this little bit of surrealness to it. Podcast I've listened to so much for for years now. Um, I'm sorry I come on and shit on your opinions all the time, but um, you keep bringing <laughs> me back, and I look forward to hopefully getting um hot with you guys soon. Oh, for sure, mm. and. Um, the episode that we did with Sterling a little while back where we talked about video game houses still gets a lot of circulation. Ah. So thanks for joining us for that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, in case you missed that, that was where we did a whole um, lineup, all 10 houses based on video games. And that was awesome. Um, you guys are interesting because you all have broken into the TikTok sphere. So if you're on TikTok and following HHN, there's a good chance you've seen HHN 365 circulating around. But are there any episodes right before your opening night review that people should keep an eye out for? Uh, our, our hype list episode, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's good. If you want to hear more about these folks, break down their their hype lists in more detail. That's the place to do it. Yeah, for sure. And we also have a trivia coming up the on opening week. Live live trivia in person. Live trivia, sorry, not a podcast episode. Live trivia. That is at Half Barrel Beer Project. It is close to SeaWorld, just a couple miles away from Universal. Come join HHN 365. Well, there's a good chance I'll have already been there anyway, so I might as well stick around for trivia. (laughs) You better join us. That's where I'd run into into Duff more at Half Barrel than I do anywhere else (laughs) in the uh, theme park sphere. Uh, actually, Matt, I'm counting on you to be on my team, so you better be there. <laughs> Is that cheating? Are we allowed to do oh, that? Oh, no, it's teams. It's teams. Go for it. Okay, perfect. 
Perfect. Um, and I do want to go ahead and, and um, thank the newest addition to the HHN podcast lineup, Jonathan from Hung Up on Horror. If you're not listening to Hung Up on Horror, I mean this genuinely from the bottom of my heart. It's become one of my favorite shows to listen to. I found Jonathan and Christy both to be really exciting voices to break through. And if you couldn't tell from this podcast, he's so excited and personable and always makes me laugh. And the Texas Chainsaw episode was so good. So go check that out. Hung up on horror. Thanks for being here, Jonathan. Oh my God. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I've listened to you guys like a, a, a group catacombs for such a long time. And just you Hunter were grim grinning hosts as well for such a long time. So that just, that means the world to me. Uh, thank you so much. I'm going to, I'm going to take the just a uh, momentary, um, uh, you know, self-praise for a minute. Jonathan actually joined me about a year ago to do an episode on the history of Shrek at <laughs> fast food restaurants on Grim Grinning House. So if that uh, if that presses any of your buttons, go find that. <laughs> that was a wild episode. It was very wild. Matt, my right-hand man, thanks as always for being here, and thanks for sticking with us through this incredibly long episode that we knew it would be. Eden Anchor? Is that what you actually said to Jess like two minutes Eden ago? Eden Anchor? Yeah, yeah. how just rude. Making just making no. sure. Okay. Hashtag okay. Eden Anchor, hashtag Barnwatch. <laughs> He's well, so worse. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. It's nice uh, seeing everyone again and meeting, uh, I think Lauren, I think this is the first time we've met. I think everyone else I've met, but it was a pleasure talking to everyone. As always, I I'm looking even more forward to running into everybody somewhere in the fog this season. Can't wait for the season to start. And, and, and can't thank you guys enough for helping ramp up my hype level even more than it already was before we started. And hey, I just want to thank all of you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. It means a lot. We've got a lot of exciting episodes coming on through, but most importantly, we'll be back with an opening night review um, in just a couple days. Super excited. You know the deal. Live reactions as we're walking out of the house it's always so much fun who knows who knows what uh explicit words i'll drop this time say, there's, there's always one clip hunter doesn't remember saying or know that got caught on recording it's always a highlight of the year <laughs> what the fuck i don't know what the, <laughs> fuck, know that what the was. fuck that was <laughs> amazing um so yeah when we're uh not clearing universal out of its beer you can find us here on the catacombs of halloween horror nights thank you so much for listening we hope you have an exciting opening weekend at halloween horror nights and until next time i want you to remember one thing just just the tiniest little thing i want you to i want you to stick it in your pocket okay just shove it in there Look, man, eat an anchor. Until next time, folks. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. 
To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.